girl. Yes, do it. Pop them ass cheeks. I love porn. I was invited. I was invited. Absolutely, bitch. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Not a fan. I'd rather go eat. Okay, I don't need it. I would like it, though. Never. Ever. any attention to who you are it's fine <laughs> i'm terrible i know uh oh yeah so i mentioned i talked about you during the therapy session me yeah you <laughs> that i bother you and that one yes all the goddamn time yes yeah. um that's why i smell so much cinnamon and nutmeg it's delicious over here <laughs> I don't know. What was I going to say? Oh, because he was talking about like how I've been coping with the COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I mean, it's regular life to me. Mm-hmm. I, I do the podcast. I go to the gym. I um, go see my parents. I'm, you know, regular life. All right. And I was like, um, oh, what I was saying earlier is that when I've had therapists in the past, the, it's more like a, the whole time it's a conversation. Like I don't get that whole, you know, this is these are things you might want to work on type mm-hmm. thing. Because he, well, he was like, well, I don't really give out homework because you know we have lives. But if there's something I think we need to work on, then you know we we'll, we can talk about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I think that's the only thing like from therapy I feel like might be missing is that I've never had that maybe we want to work on this kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. just a whole conversation the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Homework hmm. is cumbersome to give to clients. I can imagine. Homework is stupid. I don't you like try. it. You have to remember you give it to clients. <laughs> <laughs> I've had whole sessions with clients where I've been like, like we didn't mention the homework. And I'm like, what homework? <laughs> what are you talking about? What did I tell you to do? What was the homework? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just me making sure you remember what I told you. And then the whole time you probably just like, oh, yeah, I did say that. Oh, no, I would be like, I forgot what. <laughs> but you can always process that with them and say, you know, I know you don't love homework, but you can point me in like the right direction in terms of like beneficial resources or literature that might be helpful for me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I need. I think it I I told him I think therapy for me is more just having um another sounding board. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're sounding board too. Yeah, because your friends tend to, you know, they're your friends, so they have a bias when it comes to your situations where a therapist wouldn't. And I often think that maybe I'm just crazy and my friends are crazy too. And that's why they agree with me. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they're my friends. They have to be somewhat bit crazy to hang out with me. So yeah, I know I'm not crazy. No, I'm not like, Oh, not crazy. I'm definitely very very much so on the crazy spectrum. But oh, before I do this, let me pull up my notes for the thing for this week. There are notes. We have notes this week. No, the black oh, history. Oh, because you don't know black history facts. No. Not. <laughs> I don't know little known black history facts. I, I know, mean, like, you could put regular everyday. But people know the regular everyday. Do we? Most people. I, I mean, there's so many. Black history should be taught 
much more in depthly in schools outside of just February. I mean, there's so much to cover. And also like the one that I have for today probably isn't a little known black history fact, but no, but I mean like a black history is, is taught as if it's separate from American history, as if we did not, we have not existed in America since its founding. Well, we're we're an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Want to integrate it as much as they probably should. Ooh, you know what? Hmm. Josh Holly should be donkey punched in the throat because this bitch (laughs) said that America freed slaves and that's why we're not racist. Who do you think enslaved them in the first place? The blacks. (laughs) It wasn't not America. I mean, and it wasn't like if it would be different had y'all freed the slaves in 1776. Right. You declared independence and declaim and proclaimed everyone was free. Had you did that in 1776, we would say, yes, you freed the America freed the slaves. But it took you almost 100 years to officially free slaves. And then you enacted laws that essentially continued slavery all up until um, the late modern day, the late 60s, early 70s. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's like almost I I don't even know what the analogy I was going for, but it's not. You can't say, hey, we we freed you from this whenever we put you in this situation in the first place. Like white people have um, cognitive dissonance with everything. It's just (laughs) it is so baffling as to how they just ignore things that are right in front of them. People are telling you every day that things are racist, things are sexist, things are misogynist. Y'all are just sensitive. You're snowflakes like bitch. But you're the one complaining. What the fuck do you mean? I'm pointing out facts to you and you're the one that can't you can't process it. Are you not the snowflake? Clearly they are, but they, you know, because we want equality and we want equity, we're the snowflakes because we want to change things and make things better. Social justice warrior. I don't understand how that's a negative thing. Right. Like why would you, you not want social justice for everyone? Because they want to keep power. They want that like but we said is, before, they want to keep that form of power. But like, the thing is to me, like what does that power mean if it comes at the expense of other people? If those people become so disenfranchised that they no longer do anything you have nothing to stand on so like if all these corporations get to a point where they're no longer um if they can't if they don't pay people enough to work and they stop working for them because oh it's too expensive to even come in to work for you who are you going to get to replace them there's people who are always desperate enough for it i think they look at it like it's a trivial inconvenience if you know, people don't want to come in and work for us because you're so racist. They always say, like, you know, there's somebody who's desperate enough to kind of continue the mission. I mean, essentially, that's why, like, being anti-racist is also being anti-capitalist. As it should be. I mean, yeah. that's what that's what um, Martin Luther King touted. Uh, but, you know, the whites ignore that. Of course. Martin Luther King is like, they're like black Santa Claus. <laughs> but have no yeah they have no idea it's so you know what martin luther king is the perfect example of white privilege in the sense that they pick and choose what you know unity messages they want to take from him but ignore the overall message that he was giving 
Um, and if anything, actually, Malcolm X is probably closer to what they really want than Martin Luther King was. Yes. Because Martin Luther King wanted to tear down everything. I think Malcolm, in his day of NOI, then he definitely was, like, more segregated, more pro-segregation, but, like, post his exit from the Nation of Islam, he just seemed very, like, I don't know. We'll see how this goes, potentially. He seemed to be more open to doing things with different people. Hmm. Yeah, white people are stupid. I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't have any kind of. It's very difficult for anybody to show me a white person. I'm like, mm, yeah, you're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna have to prove yourself ten times over, a hundred times over, before I actually give you a second of my time. Mm. I'm trying <laughs> to think. Are there any like who who are worthwhile white people? I mean, I guess Bernie Sanders is a worthwhile white person, but he's also, mm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there are people I, I don't know any other than like, yeah, I don't. I mean, my friends are worthwhile white people, but in the sense I don't of, you know, if I trust that in the grand scheme of things, like of where they could probably like change things and stuff like that, no, 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 no. I mean, just in general. Oh, no. I mean, famous I'm, people are people we know. Oh, I guess famous people. Because, well, I, you know, I don't have many whites in my circle. Y'all have met me. I don't like the whites. <laughs> Same. I would sit on Brad Pitt's face for all Ooh. the. But he's also a drunk trash together. person, apparently. Huh? He's also a drunk trash. Like. Listen, he's sober now. I would sit on his face. <laughs> I've never he, thought Brad Pitt was attractive. And yeah. I like some very basic ass looking white men, but was like, he just too pretty for you? Maybe that's what it is. I'm more attracted to what he does behind the scenes. He does oh, yeah. so much, but he never talks about it. So he helped like build homes in New Orleans and keep them at the same price for like black families. Um, he really helped to get moonlight, moonlight, moonlight. Um, he helped like get it on track to get made and he's listed as a producer but he never really he's never like look at me I'm a woke white man wow, like, never he's known not that. annoying in that way so I, I would I'd tell you yeah. people would probably say he was trying to get cloud to something though if he did do that if, but there are white people who are all over Instagram doing it it's like, I, it's like a woke <laughs> and we probably hate all of them um, <laughs> I would almost vote for Leonardo DiCaprio because he's also done somewhat similar things but again, mm, no. <laughs> um, there's, you know, there's, I mean, ever there are no perfect people. There are no, um, you can't have a perfect anything. So I guess it's, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. They're good people. They try to do good things. Overall, you know, is the net positive with them overall good or is it just meh? Um. I want to throw Justin Timberlake all the way in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone that culture appropriates and then like once they're comfortable, they're like, let me go back to my roots. You're like, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Miley Cyrus falls into that same shit. Miley Cyrus, Justin Timberlake. That, that. (sighs) Robin Thicke has been with us as has John B. They are with us forever. (laughs) That Justin Timberlake album did not him going back to his roots. That's a misconception, but I'm not he gonna did. I'm he not going gonna... back to hanging out with Pharrell. Who <laughs> was a black person though. <laughs> no, those are his roots. Stealing 
and did a terrible from job from black music. But did it. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to sit here and defend Justin Timberlake. I know that's probably going to be my problematic thing that I have to. You still work support over. his music? I still enjoy Cry Me River in the secrecy of my home. <laughs> like, well, but you know what? We've already purchased it, so listening to it at this point <laughs> is just listening to things you already own. Yeah. Are you listening to that song also supports Marsha Ambrosia because that's her on that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of end, yeah, all know. of those ad libs are her. Yep, yep. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Justin Timberlake is my R. Kelly, pretty much. Wait, I, I have a no, problem. With. No, no, no. But you know what? I think even that song is a perpetuation of his um, cultural appropriation because he did not at any point highlight that Marsha was on that song at all. We had Ever. to find it from her. Find out yeah, from her on years, Twitter. And we didn't find out till like three years three, ago. Yeah, it was literally not anywhere near. No, like. I mean, I guess if you read the credits on the CD cover, sure, but but I mean that even so in that video he was so he's always been a misogynist piece, misogynistic piece of shit because he was one um, trying to put all the blame on the breakup on Britney. Yep, that was yeah. a terrible situation, like, and he ignored the fact that Marsha Ambrosia was like you couldn't have put her as a feature or something even if she's not famous like you she deserves credit because the she best part of the, the song, song is her yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm i to do that too it's gonna take some time for me to process that um, i know i'm gonna be trash for it but i don't at this <laughs> i mean as long as you're not actively petitioning for us to forgive that piece of shit hell no I no he okay. deserve every goddamn backlash he gets for it Every single thing. Yes, because he's trash. All right, let's do this intro. Okay, welcome to another episode of Mixed Reactions, because I'm Mixed and he's Malcolm. And I'm Black and he's Christian. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, oh, you shit. You know what? I wish we had... Maybe we should go back and, like, insert that into the first few episodes <laughs> so that people know the difference between our voices. Wait, because I don't think we introduced ourselves the first episode. I think we were just drunk and started. What? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't heard the first episode in. <laughs> That's one episode I will not listen to ever again because I just know how terrible the, the audio conversation was, was great, though. And what everybody loves it. Everybody's like, oh, my God, y'all are so funny. And I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> I will never listen to it because literally we get listens on the first episode every week. Oh, because I have so many tinder people talking to me and they're like and i tell them i'm recording a podcast i'm like oh i want to listen i'm like okay i do the same thing but then i'm like please listen to the later episodes (laughs) because those are better i think so like the first episode started off on top and then like we got a little tame and then we started getting into our own so tame what do you mean tame well i I feel like we kind of like calm down a little bit after the first few I guess. I don't know what that means. Tame. Tame. You don't know what tame is? No, I don't understand <laughs> what it means in, in regards to us because I feel like we do the same. We had a couple weeks where we were just like I don't feel like doing this. And, and <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't that we didn't feel like doing it. We just had nothing to talk about. It's just like a normal job. You know, you just show up. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like once we get into a rhythm, it's usually okay. Even yeah. the, But you said even like the episodes where we don't feel it, even turn out okay at yeah, the end. We so, get it. We get it at some point. 
I mean, we haven't been arguing lately, so that's good. <laughs> well, I just probably I'm actively staying away from arguing. I don't like arguing. I don't either. I'm just a loud, passionate person. <laughs> I have lots of feelings that I need to get them all out at once. All right. All right. So today's Black History Fact, or did you know Black oh, History yeah. Fact, I guess, is did you know that the largest women's organization happens to be the National Council of Negro Women? No, I did not know that. No. Well, it's How the, many members does it have? I don't know. Girl, it, look, so I'm going to read a little blur. Oh, well, actually, so the National Council of Negro Women is an organization of organizations. So it's, com- it's one big organization that's multiple organizations. That organization love, so. All the black women. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that enlightens, inspires, and connects more than two million women and men. So Wait, what? It connects more I than mean, two million women and men. Okay. So. I was... It said Negro women, and then the fact that there are men in there kind of confused me. But then also <laughs> inclusion and women always include men because well, you know they are. I was considered. also going to say trans men may also want a participate. You know what? I'm just saying things. Ignore me. But uh, <laughs> just more details about it. Its mission is to lead, advocate for, and empower women of African descent, their families, and their communities. And it was founded by Mary McLeod Bethune, actually. Oh, yeah, so. I didn't want to go to Bethune Cookman. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> well, it's like who founded it. I know, but like, who do you think founded Bethune Cookman? No, but like that was just written. Like nobody was talking about no college. <laughs> <laughs> but who did you just say founded the organization? It was Mary McLeod Bethune. Yes. But like, Which means it is the same person <laughs> who started that university, right? So there's a through line there. Girl, go away. Anywho, but yeah, that's 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 the the uh, Black History fact for today. Okay, yay! We're gonna. I feel like we should just do Black History facts. We should. I mean, every episode, regular, right? Regular facts are fine, but you know, let's highlight the blacks. Let's do that. <laughs> Their their slogan apparently is Black History starts with her and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like Black History starts with her. Oh, fun. Okay, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Educating y'all. Um. <laughs> I forgot where my point was. Oh well. Um, we have a guest today. We do. We a do. A returning guest. Two weeks in a row. Even though last week I didn't post the episode, but we gonna get to it. It's going y'all get a two for this week. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. I don't. I, I, we I feel like she's, last week. I understand then, words are coming out of her mouth, <laughs> but do they fit into <laughs> regular conversation? I don't know. Simone, did you understand what he was saying? I I think he he said there was a guest and it was the same person. Um, but no. I was like, was I here last week? That's what know. that's what it sounded like to me. You oh, said it. Did not make okay. Sense. I understand then. My so bad. this is the second week in a row that we've had a guest, a returning guest. Um, this week's returning guest is Simone. Hey, girl. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Yay. Let me say something about myself. I don't know. I mean, if you want to, you can describe who. We didn't ask Ashley to do that last week, did we? Know. We just kind of started. We did. So it's up to you. Um, okay. My name is Simone. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor and a food connoisseur. And I'm a Scorpio and I am over COVID. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't realize you were a Scorpio, though. <laughs> yes, October 26th, so I'm the good one. <laughs> is there a, I mean... I think mind. the November Scorpios are evil. Yeah, November niggas is weird. <laughs> I think my mother's a Scorpio. I don't know. My no. mom is. My mom, uncle, and my grandfather. I love your mom, though. She's October. She's three days after me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's a good Scorpio. Yes. My <laughs> grandfather, they're the, the ones that are in November are the ones who are like, I want to argue with you for fun. Oh. <laughs> and you're I like, like, I don't understand. I feel honestly like maybe the, astro- uh, you know, astrological signs just don't match with my family. Because mm-hmm. my dad is the one that likes to argue, and he's a Sagittarius? Well, they call them Sagittarius, so he might is be. Is it? I have no idea. <laughs> so, Sagittarius, I don't think they want to argue for fun. I think that they, they're just agents of chaos a little bit. They're not <laughs> bad people, but they're kind of like, it. it is what it is. If it's my way, it's my way. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, maybe that does fit my dad. I don't know. My don't mother doesn't like to argue at all. What sign like, is your mom? I think she's a She's the 11th of November. So that's a... Yep, she's a Scorpio. She's Scorpio. I yeah. have no idea what that means to us, though. They do. <laughs> Scorpios are possessive, loyal. They can fall into jealousy, but if they love you, they love you forever. They I hear this passion. Passion. Um, some of them like to argue, but it's more of just like, if it's more of like they want to get your attention or poke with you and have fun, but it's a way of connecting with you or bonding with you. Oh. Mm. No, no, that that fits. Mm. Well, I you think know. That, that matches with my mother's personality. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's all in She does occasionally poke at you to, to show affection. Yeah. Like to bother you in things, but generally she doesn't. It doesn't have to be that. That doesn't have to be all day. My grandfather would do it occasionally, but he was just—he just did it for fun, just to mess with you. But it wouldn't be hurtful. Oh no. Yeah, I guess she does. She does like to like poke at me when I'm like watching TV. She'll start mm-hmm. poking me. And I'm like, ma'am, what do you want? <laughs> like, I just need your attention, right quick. Why you no. Love-, <laughs> love me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh um. Oh, speaking of food connoisseur, right? I made a uh, uh, cream cheese and strawberry fr- stuffed French toast with caramelized bananas. Oh, today? Mm-hmm. Nice. I, did I send you that link to the champagne oh, yeah. thing? I forgot to respond to that. It's that's okay. today, right? Yeah, it was. It was right. That's why I said 1.30, because I was going to do that. But then they were late, and I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, nope. I'll I know just how to do make, my own. I know how to make stuff French toast by my damn self. I don't need this. <laughs> you were just sending it to me because they had the one dollar drink along with it. No, oh, not so. that. No, there okay. was an Eventbrite. Oh, really? Where this lady was teaching people how to make stuff French toast with oh. like, like a champagne cream cheese or some shit like that. And I was just like, mm, girl, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I was just like, I can make this by myself. And I did. It was delicious. Yes. <laughs> We um as soon as this COVID is over, we're going to brunch or we're going to make a brunch or something. Yeah. Some good brunch. But food. Hopefully yeah. oh, we should just go to Toro Tor where they have unlimited plates. Yes. I've never been there, but it's on my list. They changed from the buffet to the plates. 
which I don't mind either. But I did like their, uh, they had a, a fried rice that was fantastic. Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, with the buffet, people be all over the food and whatnot. So now that they do plates, yes. Oh, good. Simone and I were talking about uh, a party planning business venture <laughs> where, um, you know, you have a buffet, but you have it in prepackaged containers. So mm. you just take it with you. So that way no one is digging into a, a communal bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things you just take and go. That's what that's what I that's what life is gonna be anyway moving yeah. forward. It's not because you know what they're doing in Australia. Same shit they were doing before. They have buffets in Australia. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I think that's only us. Child, I well one I just hate buffets in general, but two I'm definitely not going back to a buffet after all I this shit. I love a buffet because I Mm-mm. like the options of food, Mm-mm. but. I would like it. I think the like I said, if you did a buffet like we're describing, where you put everything in a, in a pre-packaged container, <laughs> so you just take that back to your seat, mm. it would save on everything. <laughs> I mean, you just have. I mean, you probably have more dishes to do, but well, if it's it's uh, ultimately easier than having spreading disease. I'd rather do that than spread disease. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that is my main problem with buffets, though. Actually, no, my main problem with buffets is just people. There's too many people there. People are gross. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then like, yeah, of course they don't know how to treat shit. And then also they take ten years to decide on what they want when all you want to do is get to the macaroni and cheese. But they thinking about if they want baked beans. And I'm like, yeah. bitch, you want the baked beans? I just want the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Move out of the way. And then they just take forever. But you know that's um. But I mean, every cookout is a buffet. Yes. But they with your family though. It's still the same shit. <laughs> bitch move. I just want a rib before they gone. But you take it too goddamn long to make a decision about do you want the potato salad from Sally or Boquisha? <laughs> bitch, pick one up. Buffets are a place of questions and I just I don't have no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to a buffet, it's always like do you know what this is? And I'm like, Well, we can both read, I think, and the card <laughs> says that. And right. Yeah, please move. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, um, if you don't know what it is, if you don't want to try it, don't take it. Right. <laughs> you know, or if you don't know what it is, take a small corner and try it and come back. Even if you do know what it is, but you you have some questions about it, then just leave it, girl, because like I ain't got time for you to decide on if you want to risk your life on whatever this is right here. I know I Biggest do. Thing. Here. <laughs> I'm trying to get food. You see a plate in my hand, bitch. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, you and me in the same place, girl. I think I have a customer service face, which I'm glad because masks cover up now. Because before <laughs> COVID, it was always like, excuse me, do you know where the hot sauce is? And I'm like, I I, I have on a hoodie. I don't work at White. White. <laughs> <laughs> it's on aisle two, but please go away. <laughs> um, Why do you think? I know where the hot sauce is. Like, what are you trying to say? This black man ran to me so many times at a grocery store. And I really, he was like, do you know where this is? Do you know where this is? I'm like, do you need help? Like, there are people who work here, but we keep running to each other. And you keep asking me questions. Yep. Too you friendly. See, it happens when you answer questions, but I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny? So you said the mask, right? And it covers your face. I've had people tell me that I'm pretty with the mask on. Oh, girl, you got that 
And I'm just like, what? It's that smize. You get the smize. But I, I feel like I have that. I don't want to talk to you. I see they all the time. They can't tell. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> they can't tell. Mm-mm. Maybe I should go into like a dead eye so I look like I don't want to exist in humanity. Like, do not bother me. Yeah. Please. I would appreciate if you just continue on with what you're doing without including me in it. <laughs> that, you know, would be nice. But then I also feel inclined to like help people when I see them struggling. <laughs> Probably because you get frustrated. I know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, like when I used to work at a grocery store, people would literally be like confused at things and how things work. Like one, specifically, like the little drawer that you have to pull for some things, like to get it out. I, it's hard to explain, but people would be like, well, they just look at it and be like, "How the fuck do I get this?" And I'm just like, I'm just like, ma'am, do this. And then there you go. You can get it after you pull down the drawer. You can get it. Oh, thank you. And then, yeah, I just be frustrated. Speaking. Okay. Like, why are you struggling? (laughs) You know, you know how we talk about like buffets and stuff. So, you know, like self-serve food at like Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that's over. (laughs) Because you never know what bitches are going to do if they Mm -hmm. go drop a cookie and put that shit back. Child. Or you know, touch on all of the bread to get the one in the back. And it's like, right. bro, what? And like use their hands. Like there are tongs specifically there for you not to touch what's going on. And paper. It, like, exactly. <laughs> but there was this video of some man like testing the soup. The soup. Yes. At a, what was Harris? I remember Tudor's that room? and I screamed. Yeah. I never I, get soup off a hot bar. And he bar. put the shit back. Yeah, and he put it right back in there. I said, you know what? Never mind. Hot bar is a no-go for me. Thanks. But now, now what they do, again, they, they started doing prepackaged shit. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Because this is now easier for me. Right. <laughs> now I can choose which one I want. And, and I know how covered. much it costs. Yes. Because, yes. <laughs> you know, you just, you'd be like, oh, let me get a little bit of this. And then you don't realize how much you get. And then it end up being like $10. And I'm just like, Child, all I got was two egg rolls. Whole Foods and Wegmans will have you spend a whole month's paycheck (laughs) on a single bowl. I spent $20 on Whole Foods breakfast one day, and I was like, okay, I need to to recheck myself because this is bad. (laughs) Either like, are y'all trying to say I eat a lot, or are y'all just that expensive? (laughs) They are shaming you because you're like, do you need potatoes, eggs, meat, and guacamole with your breakfast? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. Ring the shit. Like, I think you also don't realize how much shit weighs until yeah. you put it in there. Because it's like, it don't take up that much space. But right. apparently it's heavy. My and whole box just, would be full. I would eat my feelings and just in the morning it just, it's like you eat your feelings, your stress, and you prepare for the day and then I wouldn't be hungry until four. <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely bad. It's, but I mean, you don't want to eat your feelings. Yeah. I, I've been better about not eating my feelings. I have a book for that. So. Like you write down the feelings? No, I started reading this. So one of my friends, uh, she's a psychologist. I I was meeting with my therapist and we were talking about it. And my therapist is more like psychodrama, which I like, but mm-hmm. it's not like homework. So I reached out to someone else I knew was like, hey, I struggle eating my feelings. Uh, can you recommend anything? Because she does like a lot of eating disorder work with black women. And she was like, oh, here's this book. And I was like, oh, cool. So I read it. I read it. I'm almost 
I didn't finish it, but I think a lot of what I took from it, I was like, okay, I, this could help me improve. And I, I think since reading it, I've been better. Oh, that's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, um, I struggle with the idea of, of, of vices in general. Because my coping mechanism generally when I was growing up was to just shut down and go to my room. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I guess I shut myself off from people, but then I don't, I try not to let it bother me as much. So I just, okay, I'm irritated. I'm going to go sit in my corner for a couple minutes and then go on about my day. So I don't like drink. I don't overeat. I try not to overeat. Uh, I don't have abundance of sex. I don't do drugs to cope with things. I don't know what what I I don't know what I do. All all vices don't have to be substance. They could be things that you're doing that may creating like interpersonal distance or harm in your relationships. Oh. That is a really therapist thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, but even then, I'm trying to think like I try to do everything in moderation so that I don't get too caught up in anything. Yeah. So I mean I. I think my coping mechanism is I'm extremely passionate, so I get really elevated really quickly. But then I try to I try to talk myself down even in those moments as I feel myself getting up. It's like okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. It's not as serious. Even when I was arguing with your friends, yeah. Even in those like in my head, I was like okay, bring it down, calm it down. But then they would say something else, and I would get irritated all <laughs> over again. And then I'm like, okay, this is just not working. So at the end, I was like okay, I'm, I'm calm. Because right. even when I left, I was calm. I yeah. didn't slam the goddamn doors. <laughs> I, I didn't I, storm out anywhere. I walked. Yeah, I'm, I mentioned that, and I was just like, mm, okay. But anywho, I was just—it was Dang. awkward. I was just awkward. And I understand. I <laughs> me, I just sit there like, like a little like nervous puppy. I'm just like, mm, where is I'm this going? I'm an aggressive person. <laughs> I'm an aggressive person, and I don't back down from much of anything. Um. <laughs> And it wasn't gonna go nowhere. I knew it wasn't gonna go nowhere because had you tried to fight me, he would have been his life would have ended that day. No, nobody be trying to fight. That's why I said I wasn't worried. <laughs> I wasn't worried at all. Oh, because gosh. again, had it had it turned to that kind of level, I would have walked away. But yeah. neither here nor there. All right, so we have reimagined our rants and rave section to be titled "On Your Heart." On your heart. We do. We should probably come up with transitions. Da, that da, might be da, fun. Da, da, da. <laughs> some uh, theme music and stuff. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that means extra work. We don't want to do that. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Simone, do you have anything on your heart at the moment? Good, bad, indifferent? Um. <laughs> on my heart, I think. Oh, there's always something on my heart. Um, (laughs) Me and my therapist had this really good session on Saturday. And one of the things that she said was, if you feel like the things you are doing within your relationships are not supported, this could could be friendships or romantic relationships, um, then you need different relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's really something reflective because... I think there's always things that people want to do, you know, in terms of their career, education, relationships. But if you don't have friends who are supportive of your goals or at least celebrate your achievements, then find new people. So. You're right. 
What about how do you feel about people who only support your achievements? Because that's been a conversation a lot of people have has brought up. Like they'll be like, oh, they they were nowhere to be found whenever you were struggling. But as soon as you get to the top, you hear they're not real congrats. friends. They're not real friends. If you yeah. can't like, yeah, they're not real friends. There's some people who are along for the journey. There are some people who will like cheer you on at the you know the finish line. Mm. However, I also perceive that as well as you know do you let people know that you're struggling because sometimes people just don't know um i think when i was in like graduate school i vanished for two years i mm-hmm. just stopped going to parties i stopped hanging out with people but I, I fully knew i was in grad school but i didn't talk i didn't talk about what was what i was going through with anybody so hmm. it was I like i have no dog in the fight it was just weird I I honestly feel like I downplay a lot of the struggle I feel because I'm like it's not as bad as somebody else's so I'm like eh I'm not really going through much I don't I don't I'm not bothered so I don't be inviting people in to talk about nothing because it's like like, there's nothing to talk about I don't think I mean I guess it's also a thing that you have to assess with yourself are you really okay hmm you were saying, I'm sorry, I kept cutting you off. No, I was saying that people do that a lot. They'll say, like, you know, what I'm going through is not as bad as the next person. But, like, we all have to live within our own reality of our individualized experience. So if you're going through something, even if you're just flat out mad about Starbucks being closed or some shit, <laughs> you're allowed to have space to experience that. If you kind of people who minimize through comparison, they they're not giving them they're not giving yourself like a chance to experience what you're going through. Even if you think it's small, you should still experience it. And even if you want to talk about it, talk about it. Starbucks could be a safe space for a lot of people. You know, it could be, and a lot of people are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad because I don't like so COVID. Like the, my therapist um, asked me about like how I was coping through COVID. And I was like. I'm perfectly fine. Like, I don't, my life, other than having to go out every day to, you know, to be at work, I'm generally the same. I don't have too much of a difference. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not struggling with like coping with it because I like being in the house. I was a hermit before (laughs) and hermiting now is just as comfortable. (laughs) Um, Actually, even more comfortable because now I don't have to wear clothes. <laughs> so it's even better. But um yeah, like I don't I understand other people are stressed, but I'm like I, I don't I, I can't relate to your stress. I will try to listen to you about it, but I can't really right. relate cuz yeah. My life is pretty much the same. My friends still come over even though I tell them to leave me alone. Cuz we know you don't mean it. <laughs> cuz I'm a big softy on the inside, I think. <laughs> is is aggressive as I am I'm still a big softy um but that's a, yeah that works that is actually very good advice to people who are listening yep mm-hmm. thanks um do you have it on your heart not as serious my on my I mean, heart is I'm mad that Ru- RuPaul had a fake episode this week <laughs> a waste of my goddamn day. I saw, I saw, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, they're just gonna talk about COVID for about ten minutes. And then I realized it was a, a COVID hour. special, and I said, okay, turned off. <laughs> I feel, and then I feel, I don't. Did, were all so thirteen mad. of them on it? Yes, every single person. I don't. 
Kimura was up there. Lala was up there. But you know what? Joey we've, J was up there. We've had so many goddamn episodes. It's hard to keep track of everybody who's on the show. And that's now the, I'm so tired. And that's the thing. We are, what, eight episodes in now and only like three people, people have well? Four people have well. Like, Girl, what is going on? And you on? saved one. For right. what? Why? For why? She lost fair and square. She should have been that, 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 that look home. That look was blah as fuck. <laughs> I like the dress, but then like it didn't come together all it was together. A, it, it was, was a, You can't do drag queen <laughs> natural makeup with that look. It was not. Yeah, it was. Uh. It, it, it was just that was just it's not a runway presentation. It was cute. I'll give it that much. It was yeah, cute. It was fine. <laughs> but she needed to go home. Um, and but she, she will eventually. Can't, She's not winning. Can't, no, hell no. Because Candy, her personality is, I'm New York. I'm going to fight you, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's one dimensional, in my opinion. So it's like, she brings it every time, even in the in the. But I think that's her lip that's, sync for that's your her, life. Uh, that is her personality. I mean, Simone does a lot of the same shit every fucking performance. True. Like all of the same the head rolls. Okay, girl. I mean, but we all have our own like we Brand, have our own ticks. Yeah. No, you have your the way that I talk. My hand, I move the exact same way yeah. in every conversation. So if you know I'm doing something, that's how I speak. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we all have our own ticks, so it makes sense. But it also just does get kind of. Like it, there doesn't seem to be a huge range a lot of times with Simone or Candy when it comes to their performance. Although it's good and it works for them, it is often somewhat boring. Yeah, and clearly Simone's range has been cut short because of last week with her having to sing and you know. So. Well, you, when you're not comfortable doing stuff, it is very difficult to exude that same confidence that you do everything else. Like walking on the runway, you know you look good, you feel good. So you exude that. But when yep. you're uncomfortable dancing and singing, it, it it's going to show where, you know, like Olivia thrived in that performance. I did not. I don't agree with the judging for a lot of this episode. Tina did a lot of fucking work. Tina did a great job. She had a pretty yeah. good look. I she had a great so, look. And I'm so glad she didn't wear red hair. I was so glad, even though it did was she yellow. Had a black wig she or? had a black wig. It looked so much better on yes. her. Red is an ugly color against her skin. I was just so mad because, I mean, I'm so glad because I've been so mad about her always following, like, literally three colors, that red, orange, and yellow. But mm-hmm. clearly she had to wear yellow this week. So I was just, I was like, it wasn't a fire God. look. And I'm like, right? this is great. But the, um, yeah, the, the her cab looks were terrible. Yeah, the critiques didn't make any sense. Like, the judging this season, last season was a little goofy. This season is even fucking worse. Like, it is all story, producer story-driven, rather than actual performance, and I'm tired. Um, Simone, do you watch Drag Race? (laughs) I did not watch in, like, two cycles. I'm looking at my phone right now, like, who is on it this season? Um, I follow a lot of the people, but I don't think I've watched since Bob the Drag Queen one. Oh, that's a, yeah. I'm, I probably have missed probably three seasons. So when we moved, longer I, than that, you've missed. Bob was eight. We're on thirteen. You've missed five. Have seven. I really missed five? You've missed seven seasons because there are two mm-hmm. all stars as well. <laughs> no, those don't count. But no, um, I didn't Drag Race. I literally. Cord and I just yeah fuck I've just missed that show. Speaking of 
These motherfuckers, another on my heart. It's so loud. Sorry. <laughs> I was just not expecting it. But now Drag Race is only going to be on Paramount Plus. What? Drag Race, starting with um, All Stars 6, is going to be on the Paramount Plus I thought app. they changed that because people are going to do that. Well, I know All Stars is going to be on Paramount Plus, and they're considering making every single. Oh, season nobody's going to do that. I'm, I'm like nobody's going to do that. That because they, they, they had talked about it doing that for this season, and people are like, no, because I'm not paying for another fucking app to watch it, and not, you're missing the point of the show. Like, th- there's a camaraderie in watching the show, and if you do that, people are not going to do that. Because most pe- a lot of people watch it together, on right? It. But mm-hmm. even them moving to Friday nights is fucked up shit. Because like bars, are like we can't. It, it's hard to host shit mm-hmm. on a Friday night because that's when everybody is here to drink, not watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, I hopefully it doesn't go through. And well, <laughs> clearly I want to support because I I'm, I'm not paying for that shit. Remember I, I told you I was like I don't even like drag. Now I'm like all up into it. <laughs> if it if it goes to Paramount Plus, I'm not watching the show anymore. Well, All Stars is definitely going to. I'm not Paramount watching. Plus. I don't care. I also <laughs> don't think there are any. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there are any queens right now that I care about enough to want to watch on All Stars. Heidi. Sure, but there are other there are other <laughs> ways to watch Heidi, Asia O'Hara, and uh, Kirio. Or are you saying something? You're saying something. No, I'm not getting Paramount. I'm not getting another streaming platform. I think I've maxed out. I have Hulu, I have Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and that's it. I think Apple TV was a big fucking waste. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm not getting more. Did uh, did the one year subscription end already? What for Apple TV? Yeah. No, we had it. So we we decided to get it Apple TV. We were like, oh, let's just try it. And I people are like talked about so much of shows and how they're so amazing. And I watched it and I was like, y'all are all fucking liars. <laughs> because <laughs> some of these shows were dumb, they were predictable, and they were flat. And I was like, you fucking liars. Like I watched the morning show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Innocent, and I was just like, this is it. This is what y'all were talking about. Um. See? No. And the funny thing is, I follow a lot of entertainment news. Like, even Google just sends me shit just randomly. And, like, it never talks about the Apple TV Plus shows. I don't think people care. I don't think so either. Other than, like, Morning Show, there's a cartoon that they have that I think is by, like, the Bob's Burgers people. Mm. It looks really fun. I'm not going to pay for that. I don't want to watch it. But then it also leaves out everybody who doesn't own Apple products. Right. I mean, you can pay for it, right? Can't you? I think so. I mean, nobody who doesn't have an Apple device. Like, yeah, I don't have Apple Music because I don't use my iPhone, so I'm not going to (sighs) pay. Either way, all these damn streaming services who decide they just want to add extra content for five dollars a month, like it's capitalism, and I'm tired of it. It's so dumb. Can we just can we just have entertainment and not have to pay, you know, your whole life away to watch just basic shit? I'm tired. Literally basic shit like fucking Joanna Gaines or whatever. Her show that oh. she pretty much had on HGTV is now on Discovery Plus, it's but you can't same. see it anywhere else. And it's just like, bitch, you were doing the same thing. But you if you just... have Discovery, you have Discovery Plus, don't you? Mm-mm. You got to pay for it yeah, separately. It's it. separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. Yep. Wait, but you... all, all them shits you got to pay for separately. Yeah, I ain't doing that. 
Um, the only thing that's included, like if you have HBO, then you get HBO Max. That's I think that's the yeah. only service that does that. Amazon Prime comes with Amazon. Oh Video. yeah, true. So, <laughs> so those two. <laughs> but then even Amazon Music, you have to pay separate for unlimited. And I'm like, girl, I, it's not too much to work. Y'all, y'all about to pinch nickel and dime everybody. They are. Capitalism out. is evil, and nobody seems to care. Um. Oh. Do you have on your heart? This I week? do. I do have a very strong <laughs> on my heart because somebody pissed me the fuck off this morning. Um. Or maybe was it last night? No, it was this morning. So somebody posted a video of the Cab Calloway and the Nicholas Brothers. Is that what this? Mm-hmm. Is that the, the Nicholas Brothers, right? The two tap dancers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know why we went from doing this to this kind of talent to WAP talent, and I was like, that's so disrespectful, misogynistic, and sexist. Because um, if you actually watch like if you actually paid attention to WAP yes he was like well the sexuality you know we it was clean uh, classy mature without having to sell sex and I'm like um the, everything is sex bitch first and fucking foremost sex sells period second I mean well mul- you know there are a, a multitude of, of reasons why you're wrong um there's dancing in the video there's straight up choreography. There's choreography that's mm-hmm. still talented. Like if you compare anything that the female rappers, but you also have to think that most female rappers are held to a different standard than male rappers anyway. Yeah. Male rappers don't dance. They don't really do anything in their videos. All they do is sell sex. But you point out these two women rather than pointing out the sexism in all the other videos right. that male rappers put out who don't do anything. They don't dance. They barely rap. No type of entertainment. They. It's like, what really are you being entertained with? The least amount of effort. The then, visual. Well, we're being entertained by the people who are dancing in those videos, which are usually women. Who are doing some type of choreography or maybe just targeting? But there's a, who knows? There's but. a visual. There's like excitement. Like there's stuff to the video where most male rappers don't do anything. They're not doing. They're not participating. They're, they're riding in a car or they're standing against a car or they're throwing money in air at a strip club. Like they're they themselves are not doing anything. The visuals, everything. They're mm-hmm. giving you a scene based on where they are, not who they are. Yep. Where Megan, even if you aren't excited about the fact that they're talking about sex is that they're putting on a show mm-hmm. they're putting effort into their visual you're looking at me because i am still the star of this sh- of this video where most male rappers you can interchange all of them and you would not right. notice that's why ghost writers exist <laughs> i mean but they but again it's still the sexism where women are held to it like you're supposed to write all your raps so you're not a real rapper but these male rappers ain't writing their shit, and even if they do write their shit, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much effort that goes into just a video, and then not even thinking about the video in the grand scheme of things, but whenever you have a video where women are actually putting in time and effort to learn these moves and do these choreographed moves and like do it perfectly, and they spend their whole day, but you want to sit here and hate it because... It's a sexual song. Yeah. I'm sorry you hate sex. How sad. many, how many sad. videos? How many videos from a male rapper would you watch if there were no women in it? 
probably none. Most of the straight people probably would be like, oh, I ain't no one who want to watch here and sit here and like, look at women. It mo- most of the male rappers, if they did not have women in their videos at all, would you pay attention to get them? no views? No, none because they don't do nothing. Shit. To, you don't do anything, <laughs> so why would I watch you? <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I think it's. I think it's also stupid to say, well, we went through this kind of talent when you still have Alvin Ailey dancers, you still have dance groups all over the place. The, just, the, the arts in general. They're yeah. different now, but like the I, the what's presented in the media, what's popular is very different. Like we still have TikTok dances that are fully clothed and wholesome and shit. Right. But it's it takes the same amount of it takes just as much talent to do some of that shit. Not all of it, because the white people who've co-opted are terrible dancers <laughs> and do the most basic shit ever. Looking like they trying to conjure up a magic spell from Do- <laughs> Dr. Strange, like, just moving arms. Like, <laughs> why are y'all moving y'all arms so much? Where is the body moving? They don't know okay. how to do that. <laughs> I, ooh, you know what? So, I watched this. So, there it was this video of this guy who had danced to crazy by Britney Spears for his wife at their wedding mm. and I guess he and his friends are like professional dancers mm. and he had at least one one black guy and like watching the choreography it's you know they're dancers so they do the choreography but as soon as they start getting the moves that require you like real body um uh, relaxed body movements mm. like they tried to do the nene and watching the black man do it versus the rest <laughs> of them they're just like y'all are do Technically, you're doing it prop right, but spiritually, <laughs> it's wrong. Right? It's just like it's, all of this is terrible. It ain't got no no seasoning, no flavor. No flavor. It's just like, oh. <laughs> and I think the other white kids are like, "Ooh, that's exciting because I can do it because I am also flavorless." <laughs> We're like, girl, go ahead and do your nay nay with no flavor. It's okay. It's okay. It's so hard to be black and have rhythm because you everything you do is held to a different standard. It is. Cause I ain't got no rhythm, and honest to God, everybody see me dance, and they'd be like, "Malcolm, what the fuck?" And I'd be like, "Girl, y'all know I can't dance. I I cannot dance to save my life. <laughs> I'll move. I'll do like a little shoulder juke or something. Be like, you know, but mm-mm. girl, I'm still trying to learn how to twerk. I told people I was going to twerk. Dance I can't people. dance. <laughs> hey, that is a form of dancing. <laughs> You My booty moves, so that's that's all that counts. <laughs> I um I told people in college I was gonna to transfer schools and become a dance major, and they all believed me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That was supposed to be a joke. No, they all took me seriously. It's like, oh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Maybe you're good at dancing. I mean, I was on like four different dance teams in, my, in college. The only dancing I could do was stepping. I was on. I did the hip hop drop with UMBC before they uh, changed their name to Major Definition. I uh, danced with uh, the Filipino American group. I danced with ASA, the African American student group, and something else. Oh, I was on the cheerleading team before they became official with UMBC. So I did a lot of dancing. I don't think I'm not that great at dancing, but mm. other people seem to enjoy it. So, meh. See, I can do choreograph- choreographed. I can do choreograph dances, but like freestyle? Hell no. Tell me how. And I'll probably look like the white people out there because I'd be concentrating too much on my moves that I need to do. I can do it. If it look good, I don't know about all that. But Brandon used to call me one two step because I danced like a choreograph routine. (laughs) Because when I like 
the way that I moved to a song looks uh-huh. like it was clear. Like you planned this shit. You planned it out. You over here counting in your head. You boom bopping up in this bitch. I hear you. I hear your thoughts. You boom pat back bobbing it. Boom cack. That's what it is. The boom cack. Boom cacking it. Jaquita. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. So those are all in our hearts. Now we get into the the raw reaction part of our show. Shall we? Hour in. It's something. It's a kind of. A lot of that was just <laughs> random blabbering. Yeah. Well, I'll cut. I'll cut the beginning of that one off too. There are probably multiple instances in this episode that need to be cut, but that's you know what? It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's you totally know, fine. Stabbing in the neck. That's not. It's not nice. But that's how we feel. Um, oh no! I didn't write down the time. Now I'm gonna have to listen to the whole thing. It's fine. I'll. I'll figure it out. I mean, you gotta do last week's too, so. Yeah, and oh god, so much work. Just take a day off. Maybe I'll take a day off. You sound like you need it. Maybe a Friday. Child, the funny thing is, so I'm gonna look at this. Hour and ten. Okay. Funny thing is. An hour and ten? Yeah. I only have an hour one. One oh one. Oh, shit. Are you sure? Do you want to hour eleven now? It says one oh one twenty nine. Oh. Well, my, why is mine 10 minutes ahead? Anywho, no, I don't know. I'll figure it out whenever I listen to it. So I had to cover both of my colleagues one week after another. And this was even before this week. But shit hit the fan the first week when I had to cover the first colleague. And that was terrible. And then last week I had to color, cover the second colleague. And that shit went the hell and so like that's why I was so tired last week and honest to god I kind of want something to fucking go crazy at my job just so one of them have to deal with it you should you should when start I take, causing I'm shit I'm gonna start some shit <laughs> start shit I'm gonna, I'm gonna start and be like hey y'all I'm taking the day off bye and then some shit happened yes you know what I think I'm gonna do that no no in the morning <laughs> send a send a crazy email to one of the clients to have them complain about it <laughs> And be like, I am off the rest of this week. Speak to such and such and have them handle it. That's how you do that shit. <sighs> but anywho, I But also yeah. I would I would send that to the boss and be like, okay, so you see how this is happening. Either one, they need we need another person to be able to backfill while oh, they're yeah. gone. We because I can't handle my job and there's a there's a constant crisis every two weeks. Like this is this yes. is what you take to your job. Every this is what you week. take to Luckily we are bringing somebody else onto the team. Yay. Thankfully. But God. Well ugh, going through the training process is just gonna be so terrible. Oh. Don't think about that right now. I know. Okay, sorry. I'll again I'll cut that off. But oh I wanted to complain real quick about work now that you said that. Okay. One of my so the guy that replaced me at the previous contract wants to start like a community of practice um, group amongst all of us. Mm-hmm. And I w- told him I was going to tell my coworker about it, but I was like, I don't want to work with her on this group. She's going to get my goddamn nerves. Like she get on my goddamn nerves and damn job now. <laughs> now I got to deal with her separately on some shit. So, <laughs> that. so that was all. Um, okay. Wait, hold on. Can what? I go pee right quick? I mean, Sure. Okay, I mean, we can. I don't know why you had to tell that. It's not like I haven't I'm done gonna, that in the middle of a show before. I know, but. What? What happened? He needs to tinkle. 
I'm like, my stomach started eating itself. So I'm like, okay, they won't notice. I'll get up and get some food real quick. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm starving. Hey, why did you, what are you making yourself for eat? So I gave up meat for Lent. Oh, that sounds so terrible. I, made, I commend um, you, though. Huh? I said, that sounds terrible, but I commend you. I don't mind it. You don't eat meat. Yeah, I do. You don't eat dairy. No, I don't eat dairy. Okay, no. I gave up meat, so I'm, I'm going pescatarian for Lent. Okay. So I have um, a burrito bowl that I've made with, like, tomatoes, guacamole, peppers, beans, corn, jalapeno, cheese, avocado, and shrimp. That sounds good. Yes. Minus the avocado. Do you not like avocado? I'm allergic, and I hate it. <gasps> I'm sorry you're allergic. No, it's fine. It's absolutely fine because I also hate the taste of of avocados. I don't know what it is. It's the taste and the texture that just throw me all the way off and I can't stand it. I love avocados. Lots of people do. And I, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I support you and your your taste, but I don't want any of it. I don't want it. It's okay. You can keep it. Um. Okay. Oh, well, Simone ran away too. So what? that's fine. Yeah, I'm getting food. I'm here. No, well, she had temporarily ran away at the same time. You were yeah, that's away. why I did it because I saw she was out here doing her own thing. So I said, oh. let me go pee. <laughs> let me go pee. Right <laughs> I feel like we're taking an unofficial break at this moment. So, oh, you know, if we were real fancy, we could actually take breaks. We could. One day we'll get there. But our shows aren't that long in order to take breaks. What? What? What do you mean? I feel like. Have you have you heard the rest of these shows? But I feel like it hasn't been that long. Like they aren't long like in time. Like we usually boom bam get out there. I feel that way. Just because we have fun. (laughs) But it does not mean that our show is still not long. And people have complained about the fact that it's more than thirty minutes. And I'm like, why? We tried. We've tried to do a thirty minute episode, and it just does not feel comfortable. I mean, 30 minutes is more, I feel like 30 minutes is more of like an educational podcast. Like, hey, I'm here to tell you one thing and then boom, we out. You know, mm-hmm. that's not what we are. We ain't here to teach y'all nothing. We just, we're here to have a discussion. We want you to yell back at the at the, the phone and the computer and come on the show and yell at us. It's right. fine. That's all we want. Just yell at us. Well, I mean, never mind. I was going to say something nasty, but then I'm going to keep that to myself. Gosh. I was going to. He might want you to do a couple extra things afterwards. And Child, I just. It's not that hard to get. I mean, there are lots of. There are lots of uh, orifices and, and penises out there for you to jump on and in and all of that. Even through the COVID. And, you know, lots of them are actually being uh, vaccinated. So now it's even safer for you to do all of that. You're right. Mm -hmm. You just have to wait two weeks after the second one. So, you know, six weeks in between the first and the (laughs) when it's safe. Technically, I can um, get the vaccine now. If We do live in a high... um, also, I'm obese by doctor's doctor's standards. So I can... I can go. I, it's tim- on my chart. Uh, mildly overweight or whatever it is. Oh no, I am overweight. I am, I am ten pounds away from being obese, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah, no, me? No, I am obese. I told, I told my, um, <laughs> I told my friend who's a, who's a power lifter mm. about it, but he's like, he's in shape 
But because of the BMI, he qualifies for obese. Yep. And if I gain 10 pounds again, I'll be back in obese. I'm definitely in no, no obese. Like my doctor put mildly overweight or overweight or something on my chart. Mm-hmm. But technically by BMI standards, yes, I am. Obese. Yeah, BMI is stupid. It oh, it It's for skinny white people. Yes. <laughs> that's not normal. Skinny white people are not the norm. But, you know, that's when they created it, I guess. So. It was some random dude. He's and it was just adopted, but it's not safe. And like, everybody's like, it's a good guideline. I'm like, bitch, no, no it's, it's not. Because me at 215 at my fittest was still overweight. And I'm like, and I'm tall. That's the funny thing about I'm tall at 215 and I'm overweight. You're 6'3", right? 6'3", 185 or 180 is. I think it's 190. It's like and not I think your overweight. range is 190. And I'm like, being 215 at 6'3" should not be considered overweight. It's not. It's underweight. If you really like me, I'm supposed to be 155 pounds. And when I was 155 pounds, I looked malnourished. Thank you. But also, you know, black people tend to have denser muscle. um, So we are heavier because we're more muscle. Right. Um, Oh, bitch asses. Well, white people, you know, Aww. they don't have a booty, so they don't know what it's like. <laughs> Just because you have a booty don't mean you fat. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> all right. So did you have any particular topic you want to talk about or did you did we did we pick one? Did we, I didn't have one for this week. So did we want to do. Um, well, because a few weeks ago we had talked about appropriateness for children. We had thought about talking about that with Ashley last week, but then it turned into what did we talk random about? Conversation. Random conversation. And Simone, did you have a particular anything that you wanted to deep or dive deep into today? No, my brain um, my brain doesn't work as well during COVID. That's <laughs> fine, girl. We I all got that. <laughs> so I've <have> not. <laughs> Yeah, I have nothing super like, yes, this is important. Oh, no, it didn't have to be anything important. We could talk about brunch, actually. I was about to say, we could talk about anything. I read a a damn, um, oh, I got a package. Um, Sorry. I I read um, something from Wendy's tabloids. I don't know what to call it. An article. I read an article from, like, a website that apparently straight men are not like they don't use lube or they don't want to use lube because they feel mm-hmm. like lube is more catered to like the kink lifestyle and uh-huh. the gay lifestyle. Yes. So apparently this gay person is making lube specifically for straight people in order to combat that. Cause you know, thing. because in, in most, I think in a lot of straight men's minds, you don't need lube because it's a natural thing. And she should be wet, so you shouldn't have to use anything. But everybody should use lube. That's what any sexual health. But that also goes into the fact that most people are not how to. Oh, that's what we talked with Ashley about last week, too, is that most people are not taught how to have sex. Right. They learn it from movies movies, and, you know, Aww. their friends who are in actually inexperienced with sex. Because that's always the thing, like, in um, TV shows and shit, they find out their friends actually haven't been having sex, and they've been making up shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've never not had sex with a, a woman and never use lube. I've, I don't know anything. I don't. I I, had are, are you supposed to use lube? Like, is that is that like a requirement? Well, that's the thing. Apparently, it's not. <laughs> a well, lot of, <laughs> well, tech, a lot of a lot a lot of sexual health um, purveyors will say that you should like everybody should be using lube during sex because not everybody is naturally um, lubed down there. Down there, <laughs> and. It's even if you are, it's safer, for, you know, especially if you it, intend to do um, vigorous. Repeated oh, if you're using condoms, yes. Even well, condoms, and then like even if you're going raw, like all of that friction, after a while, is not going to be good for you. So you should to release friction. Right. And all some of- women have problems, like you know. If I wouldn't tired. say they have problems, but like, like not all women are. This I don't know true. the correct way to say it, but like they not all, all women secrete vaginal secretions to improve <laughs> lubrication during sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and, and then just, if he's not producing enough precum to do the same, then it's not. I mean, because that's what precum is for. Precum right. is to provide lubrication during sex, and mm-hmm. if he's not producing a lot of precum either, and she's not, then it's safer to use lube in all my years of fucking i've never used lube some people don't need it see that's so weird so maybe is there a problem with me like i couldn't get my female partners like no No, i'm joking i know people people who use lube and i don't think there's anything wrong with it but like people assuming that it's associated with, with you know being gay or bi or you know pansexual that's yeah that's i don't know well they were saying that it's more so welcome in the gay community because it's like a necessity you know so they- but even in some people don't expect it to be a necessity because a lot you know how i i need men to stop trying to use spit to fuck people Mm-mm. it is rude and unsanitary <laughs> and it hurts i do not uh uh-uh. spit is not a lubricant it and it dehydrates and it, yes anything. it's like water water isn't a lubricant Stop trying to use water like sex unless in the shower. Is, unless it's mixed with other things, because right. water-based lube, it's fine. People are like, it's actually oh, very I, safe. I can have sex in the shower because you know it's some Mm-mm. water, and then Mm-mm. like, bitch, do you not realize water dehydrates your skin? <laughs> like, it's it does. When well, we- it's more so that osmosis, because the water outside of your body is pure, quote unquote, in the sense that it's not full of all of your nutrients starts to pull water out of your body to um, to compensate. Mm. So you pull moisture because the it, it's oversaturated on the outside of pure nothing. All I know is I just never thought that was a thing. That that straight men <laughs> that straight people just don't use lube. I feel I like think people, just- people use straight people do use lube. I think it's just some people don't need it, and I think sometimes people assume it means certain other things. I know a lot of women who say, like, oh, yeah, I need lube, but I've never heard a man like, oh, yeah, lube will help, even though it helps with like, sexual pleasure and stuff like that. I really feel like we need to train men better in general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, yeah. I have horror stories from people and myself. Oh, my yeah, gosh. because a lot of times the penetrative partner is the perpetrator of the terrible sex. Because that's all they know. They just know they need to stick it somewhere. 
Yeah, we're putting it in the wrong hole at the wrong angle and shit. Um, <laughs> don't understand that, you know, it is not a um, a vacuum. <laughs> it is not a, a endless hole. There are stops <laughs> along the way here. Um, <laughs> it is not just, yeah, it is also not shaped specifically for you. Right. So it's not going to you know, especially the first few times, you may have to readjust, and you can't just be jackhammering people. That's rude. <laughs> the black, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pound this. I'm gonna pound you this. Know, that's what they say. <laughs> porn, porn makes people think that jackhammering feels good. Porn did that. I think it's from porn. Yes. And then even the porn actors like, this is not how I have sex. None of this is real. Like I was about to say, all of that is scripted, fake bullshit. Like this is. <laughs> I mean, some of them get off on that, but I, yeah, I don't think that um, jackhammering is not sexy, and I think uh, you know white people have perpetuated that strongly. Because every time that I've, well, that's not true, because I've never really, I've never had sex with a white person. Mm-hmm. But the one time that I was close to having sex with a, I guess he's a white presenting Asian, because he's he was half white and half. Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but hung out with white people. So he was basically a white with a little <laughs> Asian in there. Um, but like his idea of of uh, getting off was rapid movements. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable. All of this is painful. Mm-hmm. Jackhammering, when you jack people is uncomfortable. Trying to give a blowjob really fast is not comfortable. I just Especially don't like- a lot of times when people give blowjobs really fast, they like don't mind what what their teeth are doing. Uh-huh. I I yeah I've experienced that, and I'm just like, go take your time, go slow, make sure you don't use your teeth because maybe it's the whites that don't feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this should be reassessed. Maybe in general, because maybe it's the white people that are like. I'm, you know, I just don't have sensitivity, so let me just jackhammer everything because I don't feel nothing down there because my soul is empty. <laughs> Not adding that extra part. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. You're dumb. <laughs> I fucking hate you. You're stupid. <laughs> I mean, is, am I wrong, though? I can't say because I've... <laughs> Every experience with a white man, it hasn't been jackhammers, but I have had jackhammer white men before, and I'm just like, hold up, <laughs> calm down. Like, I actually want to feel something, you know, down there, not just pain. Um, oh, but oh yeah, and then uh, oh yeah, go ahead. No, and then it's just like then others are actually okay at it. So I think it's just it just depends on who you messing with. But going back to the the lube thing, I think a lot of men don't understand that being a receptive partner is not um, your pleasure does not trump theirs. Mm-hmm. So you should be, although you need to get it, you want your nut, you should still be more concerned about how the receptive partner is feeling because you they are receiving you into their body. Right. And, you know, every time I am topping somebody my first concern is how do you feel is it comfortable are you okay what do you need me to do to to make your experience more pleasurable right 
Um, it should be that way every time. A lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah, but most men are not built like that. They're not. Their brain is like, I need to do whatever I need to do. Your body is just a vessel for me to get my nut. Yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You're, you, thank you for letting me use you in order for me to. Not even a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. With thank yous, that comes with like, you know, sub-dom type stuff. So no, no. that's like a mutual th- agreement. Thank you thing, but... means that they care. Right. <laughs> it's usually that was good. Like, that. Yeah. That, not, I appreciate you for giving me this experience. <laughs> no, it was cool. I got my nut off. You were worth it. Talk oh. to you never. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it happens to all of us. So it's just like, girl, you know how many numbers I got on my phone where, like, I ain't talked to a person. I keep texting somebody when I get drunk. And I know in good and well that they don't want to hang out anymore, but they keep responding. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to take that inch. (laughs) Uh, mm -mm. I text people that I know um, are full of shit and I think it's funny. So I like having those. I like texting people that I know are full of shit Mm -hmm. just to test to see where it's what they say. Yeah, it's going to do. Maybe that's like "Mm, I'm not going to really get disappointed because I'm not going to take anything to say seriously. Right. It's still fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man alright what nothing did you lose your train of thought no I was just saying alright and I was gonna like move to something no go no. ahead no I wasn't I, I think I was trying to move somewhere but then I didn't so I had a moment in my brain brain fart oh no. I mean that's fine <laughs> Um, I don't know that I have anything else in my mind. I'm, my brain is fried. I think I don't. The weather is again off today. But it's going to be sunny yeah. as fuck starting Tuesday. Tomorrow's going to be terrible. That's fine. But Tuesday up until like next week, all sunny days. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Is it sunny or is it going to be warm? It's not going to be warm. It's just going to be warm. sunny. That's stupid to me. It's going to be like without warmth is dumb. mid to high 40s. That's stupid. That's not fun. I mean, but at least about no goddamn sun. At least it's sunny. What the hell does that mean? I don't have to. Well, my plant. I think I think about it in my plants because my plants. But isn't this like better for them usually? No, they ain't outside getting any of this shit. Oh, (laughs) so it's like no, they need. And I'm on the north side, so the north side does not get much sun at all until Mm. the summer because the way the sun travels, the sun sets in the northwest. So the north side of my apartment does end up getting a little bit of sun in the evening, like right when the sun is setting. So that's the perfect time for my plants to thrive because it gets some direct sunlight. I am really trying to care, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking as you were talking, uh I get what he's saying. I just do not care because he's talking about plants and I don't care. But during the winter, the sun doesn't come as far north it's literally like it's it's clearly it sets in the west but it's more southern sun mm-hmm. during the winter so mm-hmm. i get no direct sunlight and my plants be just over here like girl when you gonna give us something oh. well you know <laughs> capitalism has brought plants to places where they don't really belong <laughs> child these people be ordering plants from like overseas and they be charging an arm and a leg and I'm just like, y'all are doing the most because I would never pay more than $50 for a plant. Y'all are doing too much. But but again, um, 
you shouldn't be having plants that don't naturally belong right, here. Right, exactly. Because they are not native and they will fuck up shit or die if they are brought here. But, you know, the whites don't care. They're just invaders. That's what they do. Have you heard of the underground plant trade? Yeah, I, I follow them. Yeah. Is, oh, my God. <laughs> it goes so deep. I didn't realize plants were that... Ex- Un- the underground plant trade actually tells white people to donate and give plants to black people. That's what it's all about. I'm going to throw... I just want to throw white people away. <laughs> it, it was made by a black person, though. A I black don't guy. care. I just feel like that is so condescending. Yeah. They were like, we need our plant reparations. I'm just like, I'm going to join it. I joined it, honestly, because if I see something that I really want pop up on that bitch, I'm going to go <laughs> and get it. <laughs> oh, I know what a good conversation is to have. Um, did y'all hear? So y'all know the, the former president has a, um, oh, the black president. Sorry. Because we have the another former, former black president. president. Yeah. Because, the, the, you know, the, um, the no longer reigning, <laughs> the former <laughs> reigning is um, she's too stupid to have a, a podcast. That's rude. Okay, fuck whatever. We don't, we don't care. We don't need to. We don't need need to acknowledge her. Honest to God, so the, I just really need her to get charged, so we don't have to worry about her ass. But then again, we have to worry about her stupid ass kids. They're not smart enough to do real damage. But you, you still got stupid ass people who are out there. Who no, are. but they themselves are not smart enough to do real damage. We've seen what the the junior and the the ghost one. The Ghost of Christmas Past one looking one. <laughs> um, do it doesn't matter. We don't need to focus All on right, that. So, so yeah, again, <laughs> so the black former president has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Um, and he apparently said that all black people deserve reparations. And I wanted to have a re I guess you know what? I should have had a I should have come up better because I should have listened to the whole thing. So I have better context of exactly what he said. Mm. But I think the idea of all black people in America getting reparations is a stupid idea. Because not all of them deserve reparations from America, although they still have to suffer in the um, the American racial constructs. You if you are not a descendant of slaves you don't American slaves, you don't deserve American reparations because you your family has not had to suffer the same um in atrocities that the rest of us have. I I think I disagree because them being black in general also has provided them a disservice but the thing oh i'm sorry no just in certain situations i feel like they their color has become an issue Mm -hmm. before so i do feel like but the thing is the the idea of reparations is atoning for treatment previously so racial reparations should only apply to people who have um slave ancestors or in uh, sorry enslaved, enslaved yeah. ancestors from america so like jamaicans who also came from a slave the slave trade should not get reparate uh, should not get american reparations they should get reparations like from jamaica from the united kingdom because that country enslaved their people 
Um, just like Haiti, France owes them money. Puerto Rico. America owes them money. America yes. and Spain <laughs> owes them money. Mexico, those black people who were enslaved. Did Mexico? I don't think Mexico supported the slave trade after. The I don't think they did, but I think. Because you could run away to Mexico to be free. So, yeah. I don't know any of those details. I, like, I. I think some nations, even though that we didn't, we weren't the one who imperialized them, I think they should still be reparations only because we have served the hand in continuing their discontent within the country. So oh, I yeah, think America of, owes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think of like, you know, things that the FBI has knowingly done to countries like I'm thinking of how they supported Haiti and their war and their genocide, as well as like stuff they've done in Africa in terms of like creating more conflict for people to migrate from the continent to here. So you think of like Patrice Lumumba, who the FBI played a role in his assassination with Interpol, um, as well as like other leaders within Africa that people have helped. Like basically it's just like, I, I get what you're saying in terms of like, yes, descendants of people who are slaves should get reparations. I don't think that people who like are not descendants of slaves should be like left high and dry. I think they still deserve something because the U.S. it's it's harm spreads wide and far. So. I think I think in that in that kind of mind frame, the idea of reparations needs to be separated out between what is being what what is the reparation for. So like there should be reparation. America owes reparations to the world. Yes. Because we've had a hand in damaging almost every country that we've reached out to. That's just a thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Every non-European country has been ne- mostly negatively impacted by the introduction of Americans into their their um, their general everyday experience. Um, so like uh, Samoa the U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, Hawaii are old reparations from a, for separate things that aren't slavery. Mm-hmm. The black Americans in this country are old reparations for slavery. I'm sorry, the black Americans descended from enslaved people are old reparations for that. But there are lots of different groups in this country that are old reparations from this country because they have been such pieces of shit. Yeah. I feel like and the reason why I agree with that statement is because a lot of black people in this country, even though we know we've descended from slavery, a lot of people don't have proof that we descended from slavery. It's just like, hey, I'm black. I have parents who were like, well, like can, I don't. My I mean, parents kind of trace. There, there are certain yeah. I, I, with 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 black people who are enslaved. It's a little easier. It's you can't directly trace some people because birth records are, are right hard to i find. can't trace my family but there are a lot of other people who if they tried to pull that could not yeah. because they claim other, like their family is from jamaica their family mm-hmm. is from nigeria like it, and that's why i think black people all black people should get reparations but the thing is you your family has not had to suffer the same kind of setbacks if your family chose to immigrate here that was your decision. So if you knew you knew that there are racist ten, you know, there are racist practices in this country and mm-hmm. you chose to come here, yes, because of your skin color, you have had to suffer, but you also chose to to come into that suffering. So like it 
I, th- there was a conversation at last year that um, Code Switch did about the same topic. That's where really where this popped into my head. I wanted to discuss it with y'all is the fact that there is a professor who is stating that in order his idea for reparations is that you have to be able to prove that you had an enslaved ancestor and you have to have claimed um, that you were black for at least um, 10 years. So there has to be government documents that say that you claimed to be black for at least 10 years mm-hmm. or 12 years. Like there, I think it's the idea that at least two cycles of something have to prove that you've claimed to be black and that you're not just saying that you were black because you got an ancestry.com. I'm a 10% black, but you have to have be able to prove that. Yeah. And like, it is going to be hard to be able to pick up um, birth records for black people in this country because of the, the race. Clearly they don't the exist. Like for some, yeah. and then, you know, there are certain places like, all of their records were wiped out because of floods and shit. That's mm-hmm. just because of what happened. But the idea is also, um, if you came from another country, generally you have record of that. Mm-hmm. Because after like the 1920s, if you've come after that, you have a record of you immigrating, your family immigrating to this country. But how do you prove that though? What That's do you mean? Thing. Like people could just lie and be like, well, no, I don't have record of that. I mean, you'd have to set up a record. I mean, you have to be able to. If then you wouldn't get reparations. But, if you couldn't find a way to prove that, like. But if I couldn't prove that my family immigrated here after you know slavery was over, then like I would be in that situation where it's just like. But the you thing don't is, get it, but you the know? thing is, if your family is here, you. I, I just feel like there's a there's there's. It's easier to prove that your family wasn't here than they were in most cases for. But like, nobody's going to openly admit that. Yes, they would. You would have to. Child, these people. I'm if sorry. They if got your last name <laughs> is a Jubilee, your ass is not from here. <laughs> if they say, no, I'm from like, if there's any like loophole for them to say that. But there are lots of people. But they, I mean, you'd have to. <laughs> then I guess that's when you do DNA testing or something. But I think it's too. There are far too many people who are still here, who are descendants of slaves, who are still suffering, and they still deserve reparations. Now, there are always going to be people who are going to try to take advantage of that system. Absolutely. But it doesn't negate the fact that there needs to be a a way to be able to repay black people for their – for what we've had to go through in this country. And the – the delayed um, compensation for the work that we did to build this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I think me, my, my problem is like, I don't want the situation to become something that people who actually went through it has to go through like these extra steps to prove that their family. I mean, we're gonna, issues, it's, you know, the, the biggest problem is that Americans waited so long. This wouldn't be a problem. Oh, we're never getting like reparations isn't going to happen. It hasn't happened. But the thing is, it's happened for other people. Yes. It just hasn't happened for us because America won't admit that they that slavery still is a problem now. Mm -hmm. They think that because we were freed, that that was the end of it. And that's not the case. If anything, America owes far more because of all of the atrocity that they've committed since 
the end of slavery, um, mm-hmm. redlining, um, segre- segregation, all of these other things that have been perpetuated have caused even further divides in the racial wealth gap. And those are also owed for reparations. So there should be separate there should be a separate reparation for those things. But slavery itself needs to be repaid. Yeah. All of the money that you earn from slavery needs to be repaid to the people who actually did the work. Mm-hmm. It needs to be millions. Trillions of dollars, honey. America technically could not afford the reparations they owe to us. Yeah. They're never going to give us that money. Because they, they, the, the, the economy would collapse if they had to pay us. I think it's that. Plus, I also think of like some of the black people who are in the sunken place who are like, we don't need reparations. And I'm just kind of like, why are you here? But, you know, a lot of those people also make enough money by themselves right now. They feel like they've already earned theirs and don't realize that the rest of us like it's those same people who who argue against the fact of people getting um, their student loans repaid mm-hmm. because they've already paid theirs off. Well, I paid mine off. You don't deserve to have yours, but why do you need other people to suffer to celebrate what you've done as an accomplishment? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that same mentality that I, I don't understand is it just because you don't have to suffer doesn't mean that other people are still not suffering and still not having to go through pain and anguish from the same things that you had to suffer through. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people who are in a lot of people, a lot of those people too, the black MAGA hat people are like, well, this is your fault. This is nothing to do with systematic racism or systems that are made to oppress people. They're very much like, oh, well, if I've made it and I have a job where I make six figures and I, you know, blah, 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 then you should be able to do it as well. See, and, and I I'm feel like, like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, people who think that get a big fuck you. Yeah, and I feel like those people who say things like that are in complete denial about mm-hmm. what's going on and how they've been treated in life because they can say that shit all they want to. And mm-hmm. like me, I used to do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I'm fine. Like, I'm doing great for my life. And I've never been, that was before I knew better, mm-hmm. but I've never been, you know, treated unfairly blah 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 whatever. it's because they're in denial because they feel like they have this in with the white community but it's mm-hmm. more so yes if you feel like you have made it yeah, that's you that's one out of hundreds of how nine, many yeah. people you know you yeah. have to realize that it's more than about yourself it's about the the bigger picture and yes while you have made it in quotes because honestly you probably have still been shitted in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. there are other people out there who are being treated mis like mistreated and treated unfairly Mm -hmm. because of being black like you are the one out of hundreds or thousands the thing is it's it's you're really not because the thing is at any moment somebody's going to remind you that you're black Mm -hmm. that's the same thing like oprah billionaire went to I think a uh, a Chanel in she went to Hermes she went to Hermes yes and they followed her around the store like she wasn't gonna buy anything Mm -hmm. mind you Oprah could own the fucking store she could own that damn company she wanted to thank you they wouldn't let her in at first they wouldn't let her in the store at all yeah because they didn't think that she could afford to pay for the bags Mm -hmm. and it's like bitch 
I could buy you and sell you 10 times over. So the thing, you know, people say people who have that mentality, well, I've made it at any moment that can all be taken away from you. Humble your ass. Hell yeah. (laughs) And, you know, again, it's that idea that just because you made it doesn't mean that everybody else has to suffer it. Thank like, you. You don't, you know, you can help the next person get ahead. This is, I had a, I had a discussion the other day um, about the fact that, like, you know, we talked about Black is King and how Beyonce, her, her, the, the visual highlighted Black excellence and, you know, the mm. riches of Black um, people in Africa. But to me, it's just like, it still to me feels ingenuine in the sense that you're still using this to make money for yourself. You're still the highlight of the entire project. Every scene that you're in, you are front and center. You are not really centering anybody else or African fashion or African um, excellence. If you were still the center of the entire thing and every, everything that you like, yeah. If you were really highlighting, you would have you could step back and highlight stuff. But you're still front and center. You're making more money. You're not actually doing anything to highlight everybody else to. Well, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a complicated discussion. It's, yes, yeah. I was about to say some people would say yes, yeah, she does. But to be fair, I I've seen the promotion of the people who are in those videos and who've done like the costumes and the visuals and stuff, they had to promote it themselves in order Mm -hmm. for them to get recognized for it. So yes, while they do get the credits for it, they've had to kind of do their own work. And yeah, I guess Beyonce isn't responsible for like, you know, putting their names out there, but it would help if she did. And be like, hey, this is who did this. This is who did that. Blah blah blah. Maybe she did. I didn't see anything. But also, like, the internet's a big place, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complicated conversation to have because capitalism. Like, you can't promote anything with your own name without selling something. Like, it's kind of that's just the way that capitalism goes. Mm-hmm. And she's earning money somewhat still you know she's still highlighting other people but i don't know it's 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 a difficult conversation to have yeah i think some people believe that like through financial gain then that is the advancement of the race and that's Mm -hmm. the answer to systematic issues and i don't think people truly realize that that's not the answer always um like i think even like even the ice cube when he was talking about his black plan, <laughs> he was kind of like, well, you know, if we can make money and we have money, then we won't have issues with, with the police. We but won't have these issues. And why I'm does like, it come down to money? Because everybody, because the American ideal is that you earn your way. And because you've earned your way, you are a true American. And that's when you're recognized as an American when you have money. But again, in all reality, that's never the case because we've had football players being dragged out of the stadium mm-hmm. when their white people are riding they're the ones that are targeted yep. even though the white people are the ones who are actually causing damage so it is we will never be able to get out of it because racism is so deeply ingrained in every white person that we we again we would need to expel all the white people to get rid of the most of the racism in in, in the world no. But even then, it's like it's so deeply ingrained in the rest of 
society that it's yeah, I, at this point it's just there's so much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> White people. <laughs> but, no, um, but like the back to the idea of reparations. Like I don't. To me, it's not fair for like I've seen. I've seen friends from college who are first generation, like Nigerians and stuff, talk about black Americans need reparations. But I'm like, your family didn't suffer through American racism, American slavery and the racism that followed. Your family chose to come here 40 years ago. You didn't suffer the same way we did. So I understand that there's a solidarity because we are black, but your family didn't have to suffer the same way that we did. You were still not suffering in the same way that we did, because a lot of times when the situation is is um, presented to you, you will separate yourself from black Americans at almost every fucking point. And because will, at the first. Huh? I say and will. Yeah, yes. because a lot of them, because if you talk to a lot of them, oh, I'm Jamaican or I'm Nigerian, you don't say I'm black. No, yeah. you say I'm wherever your family is from. Yeah, they don't want to be associated with black America at all. So that's so Wendy Osefo is like the number one perpetrator of that shit because she will tell you in like two seconds she's Nigerian. Like, yeah, damn, bitch, you feel black. But the but, thing okay. is, but that's the thing. It's those. That's what I mean. Like, not all black people deserve American reparations because if you do not, if you do not first and foremost identify yourself by the fact that you are a black American, meaning that you have some other country of origin to recognize, you mm-hmm. don't deserve the reparations for slavery because your family did not have to suffer through that. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's the same kind of thing. I think like for me, I feel like I'm this country owes both sides of my family reparations. Because you, on the black side, you enslaved my ancestors. On the Hawaiian side, you overthrew our queen and stole our country. On the Filipinos, you requ- you um, promised them citizenship for serving in your war and then denied that while also helping to um, basically reconquer their country from the Japanese. So America owes money to everyone. Like Simone was saying, America owes money to everyone because they've made money off the backs of destroying other people mm-hmm. constantly. But to make things right, like, yes, I agree. Um, I, I agree with all the points because they're all valid. I don't mm-hmm. think anything that any of us have said is, is not true or valid. I just think it's like the conversation needs to be had. And I think it needs to be truly honestly discussed with white people and they need to be the ones to try to really figure out what they owe to the people that they've hurt in the grand scheme of things. I agree with you. I think white people, there is a divorce from that lineage of that legacy that they've created. And so like when, where we talk about reparations, I feel like white people are like, well, that was my ancestors. I wasn't involved with it. They don't view it as like they have, benefited from this with interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people who have immigrated here and experienced the consequences of racism and systems of oppression, I would give them something, but I wouldn't like, I think if like your descendants of like, I'm like past my grandparents, I know people were owned. Um, So if I get like 
a tr- like a million dollars, I would give them like a Chipotle coupon to like someone. Who <laughs> 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 Instead of forty uh, acres, you get the mule. The Chipotle, yeah. yeah. You get the mule. Like you get the mule <laughs> milk. <laughs> Sorry. Here's like here's like two hundred bucks. You know, thanks for coming. We wish you well. Right. <laughs> but but that's just yeah, that'd be my take. That makes sense. Because I mean, like we are, and the thing is also like our families have had to suffer much longer than yours. Although you came to America and experienced racism, because we all do. But the thing is, your family ha- was not ripped away from. Mm-hmm you know, brothers, sisters, mothers, father, all of that, your family was not ripped away. Um, Coming to America, you were not, you know, your family wasn't killed and hunted here. Yeah. You probably not have not to had to suffer through people in your neighborhood being lynched in America. Like that's just not a fear that you really ever had to suffer through. So yes, all black people in this country are owed something for being black, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily, I don't necessarily feel like you owe the same money and the same reverence that the people who've had to, who are the descendants of people who've had to suffer through all of this and continues to still live here and claim being American have had to go through mm-hmm. or, you know, are owed. Um, also, you know, you, if you can still say, well, I'm like a Jamaican American, a Haitian, a Ghanaian American, Ugandan American, you can still claim another country of origin. Black people, uh, black Americans who have enslaved ancestors, more likely than not cannot do that because we are probably mixed from multiple different countries. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have the same idea we are still not considered american in our own country we're still not considered citizens in our own country yeah so if you go back to nigeria you go back to um ghana you go back to uganda kenya you go back to jamaica you're still recognized as a person of that country you know generations removed they'll still recognize that you're um you're still from that country in america you're almost never considered american at any point Mm-hmm. Never. Where, <laughs> you know, and maybe the only time is when we do well in sports internationally. But even then, if you do something that isn't, that is not uh, pleasing to the white people, you're almost instantly disowned. Yeah. They talk about you like you're not a fucking person, especially one of this country. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's an argument against like i mean i I understand what you're saying like give them two hundred dollars but in the long run a lot of them (laughs) need to understand that you i feel feel like and when you're trying to like you know separate those groups of people i feel like there's there's like an undercurrent of anger with people that do that who are black and present as being black Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is it is frustrating when you when you see someone who is black, you're like, oh, hey, hey, friend, hey, person. And then you try to connect with them and they completely are like, no, I'm, I'm not black, black. I'm this. There's mm-hmm. almost kind of like this barrier that they that they want to create in terms of like, I want to separate myself from being this black American identity. And I'm 
I'm this or I'm that. And, and, you know, that's their identity and that's fine. But also kind of like, you're like, no, that kind of, it, it can feel off-putting sometimes. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like Tiger Woods when he was like, he's Cablasian mm-hmm. and people were like, you really look black and your dad is super black. But then people were kind of like, well, he wants to represent all of it. But even like in a lot of things, he kind of felt like, you know, in interviews later, he's like, I don't want to be associated with the blacks. Like he said that. Yeah. Um, and I think that can feel very off-putting. So I understand kind of like that kind of like self-imposed alienation and kind of like responding to it with like, okay, well, if we have reparations, go back. You, you, you where you're from. You chose your team. Mhm. Mhm. Um, even thinking in that, I guess it's a we could probably have another episode on just like black identity and mm-hmm. like what constitutes that because I, I there are a couple different like um, I watched a documentary last night about a girl who grew up thinking she was Jewish. I saw a preview for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like. She she went to Georgetown and stuff and like learned that, you know, how to be black. And I think it's kind of that discussion. Like, so what constitutes being black, especially like a black American? Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What's around that discussion? Because although she grew up essentially thinking that she was Jewish, she eventually learned that she was a black woman when everybody else was telling her, you know, you're actually black, honey. Like mm-hmm. look at your skin color, your your hair texture, you're black, and she discovered later in life how to identify with that side of herself, even though that was not anything that she had ever experienced. I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago where this woman had grown up um, in a Russian American family, mm-hmm. and she didn't find out until she was an adult that her father was not her father. She was actually black, but she still present, like she was light enough to be able to pass and nobody knew that she was black. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's just like, well, I've met my father's children and my siblings and stuff. And I want to, you know, they've welcomed me into their family, but she's like, well, I don't know how to now use that to help other people because I don't have that connection to, quote unquote, the black experience because I grew up as a white woman. Yeah. And like, how do I, you know, I can't speak for black people because I was, I didn't grow up as, in, in a black experience. Like, what mm-hmm. do I do now? Like, I want to help and, you know, fight for the people that I am a part of, but I don't really feel a part of because I didn't grow up in that community. So she would be like a mid spectrum in terms of black identity, like someone who like is aware of their race, but necessarily not fully immersed in their ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, and I think it's like she I would feel more comfortable with her trying to identify as black than Rachel Dolezal. She's not <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Dolezal is not black. There's no such thing as trans no. whatever she said. Transracialism, yeah. Her oh. and then old girl from Georgetown. Was it Georgetown? Yeah. The teacher? No, George Washington. George Washington. <laughs> yeah, GW. And then yeah. um what's it called? Samba Lombada. What's her name? Have you noticed those people who are getting caught doing this? They have a very specific look to them, though. They uh-huh. both both of them, Rachel and old girl from GW. There are four of they're like four or five of them. Yes, <laughs> came out. Yeah. But no, but no, hear me out. I literally feel like even though people are like, oh, well, they're light skinned. No, 
I really feel like there's a reason why they have gotten these positions, these opportunities at those particular universities. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this This all seems a little bit too coincidental. But um, but the thing is, like, and it's it, what's disgusting about it is that you are an opportunist with your blackness where the Russian woman and, and um, Lacey Schultz, that's the name of the, the woman in the documentary, mm-hmm. the, the Jewish woman. It was something that was kept from them being black. Yes. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, Oh, now I want to change my identity. No, mm-hmm. this is part of my identity that I was not exposed to where these other women are claiming other people. It's an, that is the absolute um, definition of appropriation where you're taking somebody else's culture as your own right rather yeah. than trying to you're not celebrating when you're trying to absorb yourself into that culture mm-hmm. um, Justin Timberlake that's that that's that type that's that shit that people don't understand what cultural appropriation is where you take everything that makes it cool but you um, but you reject everything that it you reject where the actual origins are mm-hmm. um there was a go ahead. Go ahead. And I was gonna say like with K-pop and things like that, it's that same kind of thing. Well, you know, a lot like we create culture around the world, but you hate black people. You love our culture, but you hate us. Of course. Bitches. Yeah, and then I was also <laughs> gonna, but then I think the other converse part of that conversation is what like we had that. Uh, the mixed identity conversation yeah. is that same thing where we, you know, where people who are mixed, who are clearly mixed and are, that's reinforcing them, but sometimes it's not, you know, their blackness is not highlighted or the other side is not highlighted or mm-hmm. something about them is not fully embraced right. um, mm-hmm. at some point. And then like, even in the black community, when it's, when it comes to talks about reparations, like, would you give those people, and I'm like, if you've grown up being black and you've identified yourself as black, yes, you you would deserve reparations in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people are probably going to if I were to get reparations, people are probably going to say something about me um, because, oh, he doesn't. Ap- Most people don't think I'm black when they see me in person right. until they look at my ass and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not all black people got an ass. I ain't got an ass. I'm jealous of all, every black person. It's, got an it's ass. OK. Some black people don't. My husband, he has he, he takes no ass at all. He ain't gonna I got it. I gotta use a jock strap. Those straps push it up a little bit, and then sure. But yeah, that's about but it. you also have to think like how often, even without the blackness, do you see people of other races with like a real fat ass, like naturally? Not naturally, no. Yeah, see, it might be Latinos. That's about it. They're generally black too. Like black Latinos. Some some <laughs> white people. They probably got like Carol Channing. Carol Channing is a black. Did y'all know Carol Channing was a black? I don't even know who Carol Channing is. She's a comedian. <laughs> who is that? She was a comedian. Did you watch you did you watch Bob's season of Drag Race? Mm-mm. I told you I just started watching oh. Drag Race like last year. So she she was a comedian back in the fifties and sixties that became really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a very uh kind of goofy sensibility about her. She's an old white woman. Yeah, but she's actually black. She huh. died. <gasps> yeah, a couple years ago. No. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, but she admitted she was a black. I mean, later in life. <laughs> she was a black. She was a black. I, I mean, she recognized that in her family, but did not, like, tell the media ever. Because, you know, she's trying to make money. 
I mean, there are plenty of people who have passed that people have accused of passing. Like Tom Jones, like his old photos. I'm like, what? What? He looks like my cousins. Um, Tom Jones looks really interesting when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like he was like a Bruno Mars kind of looking person. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Trebek also looks really interesting when he was younger. He did um, look like a brother. Yeah. Alex Trebek was, was he was quite but he white he white younger. though. Yeah. You know who you know who is a uh do you know who Mike Tirico is? Mm-mm. Mike you don't know who Mike Tirico is? Mm-hmm. ESPN? Mm-hmm. Nope. He's a presenter on ESPN, right? Yes. Look I'm him looking, up. I know, look I him know him by face. Yeah, him. I look him up. What is he? No, you fu- <sighs> <laughs> tramp. What a fucking tramp. <laughs> I just oh, okay. Yeah, I do know Mike. I just didn't know him by name. Yeah, I, I, mean, know who I, know he is. I know his face. I don't know his name. Yeah. Mike Tirico thinks that he's just Italian. I'm sorry? No, you're lying. Shut up. You're lying. Yes. So you know what? You know what is really funny? I went to I went to undergrad with a woman. Um, she she was from Sicily, and when I first met her, I thought she was light skinned. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went to like we did a training program about race and culture and identity and like our biases. She was crying because people kept thinking she was black. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, but here's the thing about Mike Tirico. He, I think, I think his mother is lying to him about like he may be Italian on his mother's side. I was about to say he does look like a white but, man only black. But look, <laughs> but if you look at him with hair. Uh, like when he was younger, his hair grew out. Mm-hmm. You, he's a black. Oh yeah, and I see that. That hair, that hair gives you away every fucking time. You are black, sir. If, so he does like his with with his bald head. If he was a like a shade or two lighter, he, he could definitely like be a white man. Yeah, like, you know. But, but when no. but when we can see your hair and your children come out brown because <laughs> he has children with a white woman and his children are brown tinted. <laughs> You are not a. You are Italian, yes. You are probably Italian, but you are also a black person. Oh, he's your mama probably lied to you. He didn't have some issues with race comments as well, apparently. But so. the thing, yeah. But the thing is, he <laughs> grew up. But it's kind of like that situation where Lacey, where she was told she was not black her whole life, and then you come, you are a black person. I'm sorry. No, but then no, you know that's. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's like it's also an example of um, society as the anti-blackness in society where your heritage is hidden from you sometimes mm-hmm. because it's such a negative connotation to be black. Like there, Mike Tirico, his family needs to stop lying to him. He says he, so apparently in the interview, he said he doesn't know what race he is. Most people assume I'm black, but he's like, I'm not black. He's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he ain't black, he ain't he he's something that's not adjacent to white. Yeah. He's like he's white and then also something not white adjacent. There there's he's a mixed book with something. There's a book Christian you would love it. Um <laughs> you may love it too. Um but what it, it's called like the vanishing half. Mm-hmm. And it's about twin sisters who can pass and kind of how they one lived as a black woman and the other one chose to run away and live life as a white woman i heard that story they're going to make it an hbo series called the vanishing half i think that's why i heard of it what's that man's name uh that was trump's lawyer the white cohen no the white man 
the one who had the press conference in front of the landscaping. Oh, Giuliani. 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 He looked like he could be a Giuliani. Mike Tirico. Uh, Giuliani looks disgusting. Every time I think of I know, it, but like they have the same like head shape other than their chin. What I'm saying, his mother is probably Italian. <laughs> I mean, clearly Absolutely. she's lying. She's clearly lying to but him. But somebody in his parentage is a black. Yes. For sure. For sure. Italy huh? is like like this is Italy and this is the boot. Africa is like a hop skipping away from Sicily. <laughs> And I don't think people understand how maps work because when you look at it on a map, it's like, oh, it's so far. I'm like, no. It's they literally like, come from the south, from Africa to the south, right. and they go like into Italy. It's like, not bitch, that If they were landlocked, that would be a two-hour drive. Yes, right. yes. And, and people, it, I don't think people realize how how much of them go there and, and fuck people. <laughs> no. but the thing is, it's also the thing that because it's so close, they were, pro- and, you know, trade routes to Africa yeah. are right there. So there are probably lots of black Italians because of that. Yeah. But I mean also he is much more directly black than I think just the Sic- the Sicilian oh, yeah. part. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because that, yeah. Again, as you I mean as you get further and further away from like African hair textures, your hair will be, you know, probably gets if you know, you mix with the whites it gets smoother and smoother. But his hair he has a fro. He had a fro. He had a fro. I'm looking at an old picture. He had a fro. You know, it might have been like, like a little wavy you, fro, but it was a fro. When you go to Sicily, they look they look like that. And it when I was there, I swear it was just I would see light skinned black people when I walk up to them and say something. It's like going to the Dominican. Like mm-hmm. you see me like, oh, there's all these black people, and you go there like, hola, and you're like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Like <laughs> it's the same thing in Italy. Like you see people who look like black. A characteristically yeah. black, and you talk to them, they're like, chow, and you're like, oh, this is confusing. Why also, black is a race, not a nationality. So it's you can be so a black Italian. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can. So, yes, you, you're you Italian, sure. You're a black Italian. They look like, shut up, you're lying, I'm white. But, um, it's like they got black French people and but they got I mean, black Spanish people. Like, but you know, but everywhere that isn't Africa, we aren't considered people. <laughs> We're not considered native people. Although you wouldn't have anybody without Africans. <laughs> so, you mean you white people wouldn't exist if there wasn't a thing? If you know the continent of Africa wasn't a thing, because that's where we all came from. You dumb pieces of shit. They <laughs> don't believe that. Oh, child. Um, but yeah, this was this was fun. This was fun. I enjoyed talking to you, Simone. You're so cool. Love you. We can't wait to have brunch, and we're gonna have you and Ashley on together yeah. when we're all mentally there. <laughs> we're all just when COVID is over, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what's gonna be. So hopefully this summer. There, well, this summer they'll open everything back up because you know the virus won't spread as much. Blah blah blah. I mean, Whatever. we'll still have it. Probably have it will still be years. around for sure. We should be able to, we all should be able to get vaccines, even though it's impossible to get one. Again, my ass might be on that website in about a week or two. Don't you like, have asthma too? Hmm? I don't got asthma. Oh, now. I Child, I am healthy in the most ways that are unbeneficial to myself. So, <laughs> like, yo, yeah, you're good. You're just a little fat. I'm like, bitch. I I've tried to get a vaccine. I've tried to get a vaccine almost every day for the last two weeks, and every day all the appointments are booked up for months. Well, they say that 
a lot of people well and we're not in dc though i was about to say they say in dc whenever you try to sign up don't even try to look for the closest appointment just sign up two weeks out because they go up two weeks out and then you can get one so they i've heard so many different tricks like walgreens they had appointments this morning i went i scheduled one appointment and like oh we don't have enough for your second dose so come back later what what (laughs) <laughs> so Walgreens is like no and then you can try the Maryland vaccine if there's no appointment so like there are no appointments they won't even let you even look at anything huh. and then the other one that you can go to that has like everyone in the state that one is like no we're just not going to work right now <laughs> I don't understand I really don't understand how they're planning this like I feel like everybody should just be pre-registered um, clearly they know exactly how so many you, people are in America at this yeah, point Access. You, can, you can pre-register Census. You can pre-register, but like the counties are being very slow to roll everything out. And then people, when I so when I was getting my surgery last month, what I learned from the nurse is that a lot of people are scared because they don't know how to do some of the administration of the vaccines, and that's the biggest hiccup. That's just a fucking shot. Try. Well, it's try because you have to keep it under a certain you have to keep it at a certain temperature. Mm. Yep. So being able to maintain it at that temperature and then also administer. Yep. It without it dying in the air is the problem. Uh-huh. Yep. So it's it's being able to because it's not a it's not like a, a regular flu vaccine where you can keep it room temperature and it's stable. If you if it gets above a certain temperature, it's ineffective and then you mm-hmm. can't administer it anymore. Huh. And if you leave it out for too long, because you can use multiple you can use the same vial for multiple people. Mm-hmm. If it gets too cold, then you don't know how effective it's going to be the first sec. Or, you know, so it's being this this um, execution has not been done well because people are not planning. Because, again, nobody planned in the future. So there wasn't a thought process. So right now they're kind of doing things on the fly instead of having had had, you know, they would have had time had we been had they used any bit of preparation prior to this. We probably could have been able to put together structures so that people could roll out the vaccine much faster. Um, I, I saw something about the 18, um, so the 1918 flu vaccine and how they rolled that out and taught people how to administer so that you could volunteer to do it. But this one, then they don't have that because, you know, people are selfish and think you should have to pay for everything. It's that plus, like, I feel like when he came I I feel like when Biden won the election, people are like, oh, this is such a relief. I feel like he was coming. It's like the when the day shift comes after the night shift, you know, the night shift is a piece of shit. Still shit mm-hmm. Even yeah, though the new shift is like, in. Yeah. <laughs> like you go to work and you open up the store and like everything is everywhere. Clothes are unfolded. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, all right, bye. So I, I that's like, how it is. That's exactly what this shit is. But you know what it also is, is that they're still acting as if Trump had won. So they weren't doing anything to help transition. So because Trump was in office, they were, they're still, and there's still people in office, right? Or there's still people serving in the government who worked under Trump, who supported Trump, who are still not doing their jobs because they still think that Trump is the president or they don't want to recognize that the Biden administration is happening. Then also, you know, like they've been slow to, approve any of his cabinet members so his cabinet members have been able to prep so there are a lot of issues here it, mm-hmm. very much so 
it's a ton of barriers. On a completely random tangent question, because my husband does not watch a lot of shows that I watch sometimes, so I have no one to ask about some of my fun shows. Have either <laughs> of you watched the um, It's a Sin on HBO? No. I told somebody I didn't want to watch it because I just got tired of dealing with gay trauma, and I don't want to watch anything dealing with gay trauma right now. I just don't care. So, so I would say if you watch it, just if you don't want to deal with it, just watch the first three episodes and then stop. Okay, we can we'll, we'll have a we'll have a group session and we'll talk about it because I'll I think I might watch it this week. I um Ugh. married at first sight. I heard that's been trash. Well, not the whole thing has been trash, but there's a trash person. Oh, there yeah. are multiple trash people. <laughs> multiple trash people. So I haven't I've watched like 20 minutes. <laughs> but I've been listening to podcasts that have been talking about it, so I, you know, I feel like I have a a good idea of what's a good going idea on. of what's going on because they are like real in depth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I just want to see if you agree with this. Chris needs to be thrown away, like yes. everybody, all the way away into the page. Page needs therapy, yeah, and to get away from religion. Yeah, but Paige is the one with Chris, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is it Vincent and Bethany? Are you talking about the other black couple? No, no, no. I'm talking about the the creepy white man and oh. his his brunette wife, right? I, I don't know the old man's name. I don't keep. I I, I never commit their names to memory. Just, just follow the black people. I was oh. like, okay. <laughs> so, so I was listening to I was listening to Jade next day, and they were talking about so they gave them all nicknames. Mm-hmm. So I think that actually their nicknames actually helped me pick them out. Um, so like the young 26 year old girl, the white girl who parties yeah. all the time. Yeah. Not Mila Kunis. <laughs> Not Mila Kunis. <laughs> yes. Because if you look at her, she's like, it's like a bad imitation Mila. Oh my God. She does look like a, she looks like a bad imitation Mila Kunis. It's hilarious. Um, oh, that shit dry. <laughs> quick. So they call um, Paige oh bl- uh, Black Christian Lady Weave. <laughs> they call Chris um, hashtag blessed. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, he's so annoying. Just like that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they gave it to him? Yeah. yeah. Um, they call the old man and the uh, the the one whose girl whose wife ran away from him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They call him gargoyle and rom com. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Um, they call the other black couple. Um, they call him not Marrow and not Heather Headley. She does look like Heather Headley a little bit. Yeah, and he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Marrow's cousin. Yeah. So I mean, it it definitely fit. And then what do they call the? Uh, I forgot what they called Ryan and Clara. Okay, so okay, so this goes. Ryan kind of tied. Hey, have you ever seen Ryan on the show or seen him visually? Yes, he he needs to stop perming his beard. Listen, <laughs> I, I am so angry with that man. Okay, I the first episode I was like, oh, they have multiple black men and this is gonna be interracial marriage. This is so cool. And then I heard him talk. And the more he interviewed, I was like, 
what the fuck have you done? <laughs> he, is, he is a he is a black person on the outside, but tries so hard to fight against it. If you heard him talk, he's like, we are Creole. We oh, are God. not black. We are Creole. Does he talk like Foghorn Leghorn? He does not, oh, but God. he just, he has a certain white twang in his voice. Like, he, you know, you put your, you know, you put your customer Abercrom- service voice he's on? He's the black Abercrombie model. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, oh, sorry. He's the, he's the black Abercrombie model that does not believe he is black. Yeah. <laughs> his hair annoys the fuck out of me. Because oh, I, yes. I can't tell if it's a press or a perm or both, but it just annoys the So he has a perm beard and permed hair? Well, his, his beard is like uncapped and it's really curly, but he has this little piece of hair that he slicks back to get that like white boy, white boy band look. And <laughs> it looks like it's permed hair. And I'm like, can someone tell me if it's permed or relaxed? It's it's it might be. And it's highlighted. Oh, he makes you know, it. Look at the pictures and it's highlighted. It's like he has brown tints in it. And I was like, oh, so you were that motherfucker. Y'all are funny. He, he was that per- mm. Mm. You have to look at him because it's like, and it, if he didn't do that, he'd be cute. He would. If he, he, would. If he would embrace who he was, he'd be cute. He, in so many words, he said, I just don't date black girls. Like, he's of like, every, he's like every girl I've ever dated has been blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ew. But ew. she seems, like, really excited to want to date a black man. Yes. Yes. She, she has is, That's probably fetish. That's no, 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 no. I think she's, she's that millennial ally to everybody. Oh. And is just really excited not to have to deal with white people. Potentially. Yeah, I think that's kind of that that's kind of the vibe that I get from her. Uh, is that she's that white girl who doesn't really she's like, I'm white by birth and not by choice. Uh, even though, you know, they're always gonna be white, so they don't, you know, really understand. I, I avoid those people. I <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many who just don't understand that it's okay to be white if you were really trying to be a good person. But you don't have to. You also don't have to be anti-white to be an ally. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's that. I think it's actually you become more white when you become anti-white as a white person. Like it's very weird. (laughs) Like you're trying too hard. Well, no, that means that you're trying to uh, impose what you think other races are. But then actually understanding who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, I don't want to be associated with white people, but yet, so who are you associating with? Because you're not, you haven't lived anybody else's experience, so how would you, you're a caricature of what you think other people's yes. races are. Whenever I hear people say like, oh, I, you know, I just white people do this, white people do that, I always look at like their friend group, I'm like, but you know no one, you know no one who's not white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you look at people, like people I went to college with, such wonderful people. I've been to people's weddings and literally I'm the only black person there. Hmm. And I'm like, the only part, the only time I'm ever going to someone's wedding from undergrad who I wasn't the only black person was the gay person I know. And I was like, hey, this is great. <laughs> there are more of us here. There's good music. And he had like a gospel choir sing like a song to his husband walking down the aisle. I was like, I'm with this. And I fuck with this. Yes. Was his wow. husband black? No, his husband was his husband's white. They're white. They're very nice. They're very Italian. But they had multiple black people there. 
They had soul music, and it was like a gospel choir who sang, and they were they were good. They had rhythm. It was just I was like, this is black people, I guess, huh? Yes, I was like, this is nice. I like this. I also feel like I'm also wary of the white people who do shit like that because it's like, do you just think that you're a black woman in a white gay man's body? (laughs) Because there's a lot of them. There There are a lot of those. If because I know him, no, he very much is like. He had other black guests. This is very much his personality. Very like, you know, okay. I want to have this and I enjoy this. And I'm like, good. But the, the people who try to be characters and like, oh my God, girl. I'm like, no, go away. I don't want to be around you. Because I don't speak like that. Not yeah. with non-black people. That's If I'm not speaking like that to you, why are you trying that with me? Because they want to feel close to blackness. And they're mm-hmm. like, this is the mask that he probably, he, he talks like this for real. He says Chile. <laughs> Ooh, child. <laughs> they get Chile, Ooh, Chile from um what's what's that podcast? What podcast? What's old girl named Crystals? She says uh, Chile all the time. So she got it from the from the from the video chat. That's why she says that. What what video chat? You didn't know that that white okay so the whole the whole reason black people say Chile child uh, Chile uh, uh. is because this white girl was asking this black boy what is Wu Chile oh. <laughs> and he was like Wu Chile <laughs> She's, yeah, she asked, I think he had like asked a black person about black culture or something like I think that's what the whole thing was uh-huh. and she was like what does Wu Chile mean and he was like Wu Chile. And she spelled it out. And she said, "Woo, child." That's where that came from. <laughs> so she just spells it Chile now. Whenever she, because yes. when she she to, when she tweets, she's C H I L L A Y, and that's the first time I ever saw Chile ever oh, in life. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, she does that. I think also to be funny, like Blair does. Blair puts up the Chile flag for the same reasons. You've heard because, of them. Yeah, you heard of them white people getting into Twitter fight? Like, why are y'all, why are black people racist against Chile, Chilean citizens? I'm like, who? <laughs> y'all are seeing comments about people from Chile. I'm like, what are they talking about? And they post that, like, child? Like, you don't understand. That is too funny. Oh, oh my they're God. so dumb. They're supposed to be the superior race, which is so dumb. Oh, my like, God. Like, why are y'all so stupid? That's but every time I see it, it just takes me out because I'm like, you don't know it because you've never heard it, and that's why this bothers you. <laughs> like, because oh my goodness. But the thing is, even if they've heard it, they still don't under, like they don't get it. Mm-mm. No. You know, people are funny. Oh, that's gonna be fun. That's so. Oh, this is what happens when you have no seasoning. You don't understand. <laughs> you ain't got no flavor, no girl. Slang. And oh it's like, God. what does white slang sound like? There's no such thing. Dude, anymore. dude, bro, bro. bro. <laughs> no, I think we live in two different worlds of like people who are black live in this world, and people who are not black have this experience. Oh my I've, I've come to realize that, and I, and it's just interesting. One of my friends, I, I had to send her money one day, and <laughs> she's not black, and I was like, oh, do you want Cash App or PayPal? She's like, what's Cash App? Wait, what? Everybody got cash out. No, she had never heard of it. And I was like, it's okay. I'll PayPal you. Is it cash app Apple? 
I don't know who yeah, owns it. I think it's Apple based. Literally every Apple person that I know has Cash App. That's so. what I was thinking. <laughs> I so I've only heard Cash App from black people. I've never heard Cash App from like other like I well never mind that doesn't Because even because I'm thinking like all the black celebrities use Cash App. They don't talk about PayPal. Or Venmo. Or Venmo. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's funny. I've never heard anybody who didn't know what cash app. But if you if you want to have something fun, who was it? Michael Harriet on Twitter. He did a thing where it's like, when did you realize that certain people were only black famous? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, well, there's probably some people who are definitely black famous, but some people have transcended. And mm-hmm. I was at work one day, and I was like, have you ever? I saw someone else. I was like, have you ever heard this song called Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder? They're like, no. Wait, what? <laughs> they had never heard that song. Oh, that is hilarious. And I think like, like I'm not, they, there's so many songs that they never heard of. Like it was a whole Twitter and I posted it. And one of someone I work with who's white, who's like, I've never heard of any of these people. Oh, wait, before I let you go, they have no idea what the fuck that is. Until no. Beyonce sung it. Even then they're like, <laughs> what? Like, oh, this new Beyonce song. I like it so much. And most black people are like, I don't. You could have left alone. <laughs> You uh-huh. should have left it alone because you did not improve at all. <laughs> you put a, you put a song comes on the radio and I think it's the original and then I hear, I'm like, fuck this. Next thing. <laughs> I don't want to hear your version. I want the one that I had in college. <laughs> it is the gay brunch song of gay America, of gay black America, apparently. No, it's, I don't know. Because every time somebody says, like, oh, I wish I want to hear this at brunch, I'm like, bitch. I don't. No. I never want to hear that song <laughs> ever. Oh my gosh. Because I like the original because it's better. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Child, we've been on go this phone call again. for a long time. We have. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. Oh, I know why you see 236. Because we've been on the call. We haven't been recording all the whole time. Oh. That's why. Okay. Um, all right, Simone, do you have any... Anything else on your heart for now? Um, no. It's we're in a season of COVID. Take care of yourself. Do what you can, and don't put pressure on yourself to do something stupid. Um, give yourself grace and extend grace to other people, and uh, make it through the next season. Go ahead, girl. You something these optimistic people who have to deal with people all the time. This is why we love Simone. Because <laughs> us, we just like. <laughs> Just just make it. <laughs> yeah, don't do anything stupid. Y'all dumb. No. <laughs> um, uh, okay. How Do you want the people to contact you in any kind of ways? Um, people can follow me on Instagram at Moni for you. M-O-N-I-E for you. The letter U. And that's it for now. Eventually I'm going to have like a therapist social media, but that's like down the line. Mm. Yeah. All right. How do we find us? We are at Mixed Reactions Podcast on Instagram, MIXD underscore reactions on the Twitter. You can contact contact us <laughs> if you want to Email give us show us topics, nudes, show topics, um, guest requests, be on the show, all of that fun stuff at the mixed reactions at gmail.com. Yes. You can find Malcolm at Darnell's Journey on everything. Yeah. Um, and then you. I am at Kaoki Boy 24 <laughs> on Instagram because that's the only one I pay attention to. 
Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Yay! Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Well, we'll have you. Um, we'll 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 pick another day to have you back on because we like you. Okay, I like I like Everybody. you too. We have spirited conversations even on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>